Did you know that if you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, you're not just supporting this show? That's right, there's a whole network of shows you can go check out. Like, you know, Abject Suffering, the show about bad games, kind of. Or Teenage Dirtbags, the show about bad music videos, kind of. Also, The Level, Those Damn Ross Kids, Bonfireside Chat. We make a lot of stuff, and we can only continue to do so uh, thanks to everybody's kind and generous support. So if you have the means, if you have the ability, uh, consider going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and helping us out. Thanks. Okay, guys, it's a pleasure to work with you, uh, but we have a lot of songs to record today, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. It sounds good. Yeah. All right, All right, let's do it. That sounds good. Okay, uh, I don't want to set the world on fire. Take two from the top, and you're rolling. I don't want to set the world on fire. Roasted poblano peppers. I just what? want to start a flambe in your In my heart of palm I've one deep fryer Oh, I can't believe this again And that one's you who No other will do Cut! Oh, okay, guys, uh... Do you need a snack? Like, should I get you like a like a cheese plate or something? Some, some crub. Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. Forget it. Forget it. I'm hungry. Keep it together. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's just cut to the spoken word section. Let's lay down some tracks for that. And you're rolling. I don't wanna set the curds on fire, honey roasted peanut, baby. I just love you who too much. I just want to start a great big flop. No, no, no. This, this can't be for real. There's got to be fucking with me. No, no. <sighs> See, uh, way down in uh, spread of me, Marlin, I only have buns and deep fryers. And that bun deep fryer is you who. And I know nutty buddies else gonna do. Guys, guys, oh, fuck's sake. Uh, sorry. Can we just move on to another song? Let's uh, look here on the list. Um, wait, what? Gravy, I'll drink of thee. Uh, spree myself in my haddock. It's all over but the frying. In each life, some Sierra mist must fall. If I didn't care away seeds, what's hap? <laughs> Ah, yes. My <laughs> proudest moment as an overseer. It appears Vault 35 is a complete success. My plan to drive audio engineers crazy by only sending them the hungriest of rhythm and blues acts from the 30s and 40s has been an absolute triumph. Uh, sir, uh, this is a shed, not not a vault. <sighs> I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> Damn you, Vault Toady. <laughs> Thank you. 
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro gaming podcast. Yes, and this week we are continuing our discussion of Fallout 3, which is a first-person role-playing game developed and published by Bethesda for the PC, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3 in 2008. Yeah, yeah. And so last episode we talked about generalities, and we were we were pretty mean um, <laughs> about it. Uh, this is this will be a little bit nicer, mm-hmm. um, you know, because this time we are talking not about um, and there'll be some generalities that sneak in. Like they're just like they're they're kind of tied to it. I realized like after we recorded, like oh, we didn't talk about crafting at all, mm-hmm. you know, which isn't like a huge part of the game, but it's in the interest of. But we, there's a good uh, kind <laughs> of inroad to talking about crafting. Yeah. In uh, in this episode, because we're just doing side quests and side stuff, which is where this game kind of shines. And, uh, you know, this includes kind of general exploration and some random locations out in the waste. Yes. Um, And so definitely this is where it shines, uh, just like any Bethesda game, really, uh, where you just kind of uh, pick a direction and go. Um, And as long as there's not a Yaogwai or a uh, or or death call out there, uh, generally, you can get to something pretty cool. Um, And this is wonderful because it is something that we tend to really enjoy, which is the the uh, the video game a short story collection. Yeah, not all of these are great, but there are some that really stick out. Yeah, I would like looking at the list. Um, like I, I split these up. We decided to kind of split these up, even though we both like I've played all of these many times before. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I've beat this game a bunch of times, and then even for this playthrough, we did some crossover. Um, I tried to split them up so we each were doing an equal number of good ones and bad ones, right? Uh, because there's some of them that are just really tedious. Uh, <laughs> but there, I would say about half of them are pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, but and this is something that we should mention too is that like. We're going to get into it a little bit in this episode, and we talked about it last episode as well, but, like, so much of the goodness is just the place between when you, like, pick a random direction and you find something. Mm-hmm. Like, just seeing something on the horizon, walking towards and seeing what it is, is really pleasurable. Yeah. I don't want to underplay that, you know? Like, that's really, really great, even if, like, so if we talk about a quest and it's like, oh, this quest is kind of dumb, mm-hmm. um, getting there is still fun, and still, like, just stumbling across it is still fun, even if the actual content is not great. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. To to the point where I really enjoy, uh, I get kind of the the, the new area of, effect sound mm-hmm. um, whenever you get that, uh, and I'll just cut it in here. That awesome like smoke kind of sound, the mm-hmm. of, yeah, an, of a, a new quest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's talk about quests, and we're going to start with um, the biggest by far uh, side quest <laughs> in in the game um the wasteland survival guide which we we specifically both did it for this playthrough um partly because uh, you you know it's it's so huge and significant and acts as kind of extended tutorial and also because you get a lot of good kind of perks yes uh this is this is uh you you're helping out this very perky uh general store attendant in the uh um, uh, a first town that you find, Megaton. Uh, this is Moira Brown at Craterside Supply, and she inexplicably, inexplicably has this uh, northern mid Midwest accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has she has an accent that hasn't died for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so she sounds like she's from Fargo. <laughs> and her kind of thing is she's real real chipper. Um, that's her. <laughs> it should be noted, um, when you first talk to her, so she, she talks to you, she's really fascinated that you're from a vault Yes, and, uh, and says like, Hey, you know, maybe you'd be a good person to, uh, I've, I've seen somebody come from a vault. I have this armored vault suit, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you help me out with some research on this book, 
you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll, I'll help you out in exchange. And uh, there's kind of a, a fun, I didn't do this because it would have cut off a lot of the game to me, <laughs> but there is an evil ending for this quest that I really love. <laughs> yep. Um, which is you can just convince her not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a dumb idea. I can't believe you think you're qualified to do this. What would even make you think this is worth your time? You piece of shit. Yeah, yeah you piece of trash. Um, <laughs> which, like, I love this is a weird, like, kind of Alpha Protocol-esque nod where, like, you get a benefit for doing something wrong. Like, that kind of way that game <laughs> tries to reward you for everything you do. Yeah. Uh, because you get significant perks from doing that you get a, a, a unique perk which is the dream crusher perk um which i think makes harder for people to critically hit you um which is really great and then her repair increases mm-hmm. so she gets like really really good at, at repair so she's really useful and her prices go down 30 percent. and she's <laughs> she doesn't have the like, self-esteem to charge what it's worth yeah, to charge, charge full price for what anything's worth she, she's, she's like a like a high school band and like the uh, like not not the band that plays in high school, but like a rock band, you know, yeah, a rock yeah. band in high school. Um, but the uh, uh, so it's like, and this is the best, you know, this can be a viable shop for the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really good shop. So like doing this, like you can give yourself a really good base if you decide not to get these other perks just by <laughs> destroying her dreams. And it's such a funny thing to me to like come out of the vault and she's like, I want to write a book about surviving. You're like, don't do that. <laughs> just, like, don't like go into a career. Like it's like, she's like a terrible parent. <laughs> like, you know, just like, I don't care that you, you know, you like to sing. Like there's no money in it. Go into accounting. Yeah. You no, know, just, 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 just go to medical school for fuck's sake. And she's going to be a better accountant, but like, boy, is she unhappy <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Oh man, just uh, just twisting the knife. Yeah, yeah, and and her her voice acting changes and everything too. Mm-hmm. Like she's like she's she's a sad pup. Yeah, she, she turns into super sad pup after that. Like <laughs> I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, I think that this is, this is going to be weird. Her performance is probably one of the only memorable ones in the game. <laughs> No, that's, that's 100% true. Like, uh, uh, let, like let's count her down. Of, we got... <laughs> at number one, we've got President we got Liam, Liam's Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Neeson's. Yes. <laughs> memorable as shit. Um, <laughs> President Eden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say Three Dog is memorable. I don't <laughs> yeah, like him. Right. But he's memorable. Oh. Uh, 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 the, uh, the, the guy, the uh, king of the, of the family in the Blood Ties Quest is a good voice actor, is like a memorable voice actor. Mm-hmm. Ten pennies, a memorable voice actor, um, but yeah, there, there's there's less than ten um, for a game that like a full world, like and that that's even that's really pushing it. There's probably less than seven, right? You know, yeah. yeah. But um, you know, if if you start talking to her about this, like, hey, well, you just if you lean into it, like, why do you want to do this? She gives this really heartfelt speech about you know just needing to <laughs> this feeling, this need to share as much knowledge as possible. Right. Yeah. Like she she talks about, you know, how when you drop a vase and you try and put it back together, it's never quite the same, but it's something new and, you know, new, new and probably beautiful in a different way. And she's just trying mm-hmm. to put the pieces back together. So if you're playing this as a good character, um, <laughs> this is kind of a bunch of prosaic stuff that you're doing, exposing yourself to a lot of danger that is actually philosophically like a really sweet story. Yeah. 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 I'm in favor of it. Yeah. Um, so she asks you, uh, and you can do these things in any order. Um, what you can't do, which I wish you could do, is take on multiple quests at once. Right. And then just go do them and come back and get all the rewards at once. But you have to kind of make this trip back and forth. Um, so the first thing she talks about for survival is finding uh, food and medicine. Mm-hmm. And there's a grocery store, a Super Duper Mart, nearby. 
then she wants to check and see if it's if it's you know viable for scavenging. Yeah. Um, so this is you know likely the first combat dungeon you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. It's either this or the uh, the Spring Vale School. Both of these are really yeah. uh, both of those are very good um, uh, kind of like intro dungeons. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is I like this dungeon a lot mm-hmm. um, because it's like a like it's a, a real place like, you know, it's like, oh, it's like going around a grocery store. <laughs> you know, like everybody has that as an understanding of that. Um, and uh, yeah, but you're just fighting you're fighting raiders. Yeah. Um, here. And they've uh, they've kind of adapted the the aisles to be like raised walkways. So yeah. it's kind of like uh, tactically in- interesting too, deciding whether you want to take the high road or the low road. Yeah, because they're yeah. going to start throwing uh, throwing grenades at you and stuff like that. Like this is this is pretty interesting combat. Yep. Yeah. Um, and each of these, if not all of them, um, most of them, if not, if not all of them, rather, uh, have kind of a primary uh, uh, kind of objective and a secondary one where you can get a little bit more of a reward uh and for the for the secondary one you just have to uh here you have to find the pharmacy and get some get some meds get some chems to uh to bring back it's almost always trivial to do the secondary one Mm -hmm. as well and you always should because it makes your your perk better yes like that you get for for doing these Mm -hmm. yeah so after you uh after you do this for her you get a food sanitizer which makes you get less radiation from uh from eating food Mm -hmm. you find in the west waste um i I only did so much eating of food anyway Mm -hmm. in in the game but it was still useful to have yeah yeah it was it was it was good because when i went to clear out my inventory i was not poisoning myself yes (laughs) because i was not eating food to cure myself so much as i was just trying to drop some weight yeah waste 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 not want (laughs) you can't just drop that you'd rather radiate yourself than waste food (laughs) yep (laughs) there's are there are starving children in america that need that hey hey charity belongs you know begins at home (laughs) i've read i've read some facebook memes we shouldn't be helping out other countries yeah the nice minion said yeah, 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 the the minions of our uncles on Facebook have let me know. <laughs> um, yeah. The second quest for chapter one here, and these are in groups of three, uh, is yeah. to go and get irradiated. And this is very much her uh, just putting you in very severe danger. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you have a very accurate meter. Yes. And it's do. not like you have a chance of death. Like, you you die at a 1,000. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so she wants you to get it's 200 for the minimum, 600 for the maximum. The biggest pain they ask here is finding a place to do it quick enough. Yeah. Um, to get it radiated quick enough. Like, I literally, I just put myself in some water and set a timer <laughs> and then walked away for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then came back to get my, my 600 rads. Yeah, I went down to uh, uh, went down to the Megaton Crater and just stood in the water there, and I just started dusting my living room so I could keep an eye on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just have to find something to do while you get irradiated. There are places to get irradiated faster. Then it's like you can just start drinking out of a toilet and any, any building, like, <laughs> feverishly just like, oh, oh, oh. like get it in Dr- me. Drink from the top of the toilet. Come on, <laughs> oh, not the bottom. What are you doing? There's a great uh, there's a great Womp comic of uh, the main character. Uh, uh, playing Fallout Three, and his cursor is hovering over, uh, over a stem pack in a toilet. It's like, come on, steady hand, steady hand, and then, <laughs> and then he accidentally like moves it one pixel, and then he's uh, he drinks the toilet water, and you just see his character like no, as he's scooping it into his face. There's, there's not in in the Capital Wasteland. There's not one toilet that I see fit to piss in, let alone drink in. <laughs> yep. Like I can, there's not one of these toilets I wouldn't just turn around. <laughs> and like peeing, there's no contact. Like 
you should be able to pee on anything. Like I'll pee on a piece of dog poop, but I right. wouldn't pee on one of these toilets. Like, well, it's... no, but there's the, you, there, there, there's the risk of aerosolization, you know, like yeah. you're, you're going to hit it wrong and just what it like, yeah. it's going to kick up some kind of the mist. Spores. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you breathe that in and you have to deal with that all day. Yeah. Shit. You got to get a toilet lung. Ugh. Yeah. Dad, I got the brown lung. Yeah, yeah, because they're the toilets in these games are really gross. There's yeah. also, and this is they've done this for the entire series, and but uh, uh like like I think Riff was talking about it on Twitter, where it's like there's somebody at Bethesda whose job is to like set up funny toilet situations. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times there's just like a teddy bear reading a newspaper or something like that. Like yeah. some of the you know the level designers, they have some fun. <laughs> yeah. No, just uh, usually it's like a skeleton that's uh, that's kind of like you could you could tell if they puke themselves to death. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes oh. that drugs next to them, you know, like so they they had overdosed on something or yeah, yeah, or, or you know, cram. <laughs> they jammed jammed too much cram. <laughs> Everybody, get up! It's time to cram now. Yeah, <laughs> make the space cram. The um, so yeah, so you you come back and uh, you get a benign but useless perk, uh, which is that if you're irradiated, um your limbs will regenerate <laughs> which like dog just stim packs instantly regenerate all and but it makes me that i wonder if that was always the the case right because mm. it didn't used to be used to have to have the doctor's skill to fix limbs right in the previous games yeah to have the, um, uh, the, the like the surgeon's kits right or the doctor yeah. bag yeah yeah and and like the skill and it was hard like it was significant if you got a broken limb mm-hmm. um in this game it's nothing like i talked about in the last time how you just like walk past landmine after landmine like i broke my leg six times on the Liberty prime, like, you know, <laughs> leash, leash quest. Um, so I think that that maybe used to be, and then the survival mode in new Vegas, you have to go to a doctor right. to fix it. So it makes me think that maybe that that was a late addition. Like they're like, Oh, we're making limb limbs are too easy to break. <laughs> so we can't make it. So you have to go like travel back to a doctor every single time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. And I, there's no way to use a skill on yourself in this game. Like, it's not like if you're good at being a doctor, there'd be a way to like set a broken limb. Right. It's not a, it's not Metal Gear Three. Well, yeah, and or it's not you know Fallout Two, like you know where you can do that, or like you don't have there are no companions that are interactable enough to where they could do it. So like it just had to be stim packs because yeah, what else was going to be? Two things I love about this the uh, the the, the uh, Vault Boy um, image for this where he's panicked, he's got he's got the Home Alone face and he's got mm-hmm. the like the the wacky arm growing out of his chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the, the the way that more cures you it's with a, a a proprietary concoction of brahmin milk magnets and happy thoughts yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um and the third quest for the uh for the first chapter here is to uh i forget what the what the excuse is but she wants to find out if you can uh if you can disarm mines well because it's lucrative yes like the excuse is that it's a way that people make a living mm-hmm. in in the new world and that you know it's dangerous so she wants to know about landmines she wants to, like take them apart um but also she wants to you know make money and then it ends up being true for your character as well because mm-hmm. um, there's a cool little town called minefield <laughs> uh, which i'll give you one guess <laughs> as to what's going on with that town yeah um but i actually i really this is a, one of my favorite set pieces from the game oh yeah is, because it's like, a it's an open-air dungeon it's an open-air dungeon where like a crazy guy has set up this like gigantic trap mm-hmm. you know for people around him and i really like that as like the paranoid survivalist kind of <laughs> mentality which is like, yeah. I, like i hadn't seen in the series before before i saw this mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and he's got like a tragic backstory too like you can uh if you look at some of his logs i think there's there there's something that says a little bit about where he came from like his whole family you know was was killed by raiders and so he's set up here um, yeah, I, I don't remember you, you go and you do something terrible to him in one of the side quests that i'm 
as on my list. So <laughs> I didn't get a chance to read those before I was being immoral. But the um, his whole thing, like, so there's mines set out through the town, and there are also cars, and cars are all like time bombs because they have nuclear engines in them. Mm-hmm. Um, given that that's what you know the the world we're in. So like, if something explodes next to a car, it's going to cause a huge nuclear explosion. Yes. And that killed me more than mines did. Yeah, you um, had to be very careful uh, I, grab, grabbing some mines here. I really love um, disarming mines in this game, actually. I yeah. think that that is super, super satisfying because it's that nice little moment of catching your breath when you hear the beep, beep, beep and trying yeah. to hover over it. Um, and this was the moment I figured out that I liked the Steam controller. Mm. <laughs> because when it was up to like pinpointing these mines and getting them in time, um, then I was like, yeah, this can work. <laughs> so i i always i just end up aiming uh and i mean i i don't i didn't play that i play this on mouse and keyboard but i've been playing fallout 4 with a controller and like what i do is i aim my face at the ground mm-hmm. and then just tap the disarm button while walking forward <laughs> until the mine <laughs> is in my sights and it you know that ends up working yeah like uh rather than like because i i uh they've upped the deadliness on mines in in the the later game so like explosions are the most deadly thing in the world yeah um so you can't like I can't miss one or it's right. just a reload and then you have a ridiculous loading time. So like it is, uh, uh I like the system a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a little bit better in fallout three when the consequences are like, Oh, I got blown up. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But another cool thing, if you're playing a sniper <clears throat> character, sneaking up on this guy and stealing his rifle is a cool thing to do hmm. as well. You can take this guy out. Uh, if you come from the other end of the town and are really careful with mines, you can actually sneak the entire way here. Oh. Um, which is something I usually do on my sniper characters. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a unique, a unique uh, gun, right? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the yeah. Uh, so so the the the, the uh, reward for this, if you do the the, the challenge uh, thing, I think you have to go get to the playground in the center of town. Yeah. She gives you a schematic for the uh, for the bottle cap mine. Yeah, which is like those things are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like those things are really really good, and that is how you're going to fight. Uh, <laughs> death claws before you're able to <laughs> like you can if you have two bottle cap mines and can run away backwards and are lucky you can kill a <laughs> you know you can kill a death claw yeah. at a pretty low level <laughs> which is a, a good feeling yeah so now we're on to chapter two where it gets a little bit more uh, a little bit more dicey yeah 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 it looks like it's not a unique uh, sniper rifle oh. it's just a it's just a, in good condition and a good one. Oh, nice so not to cut you off, I just wanted to double check that before anybody called us out. Yeah. Um, the injury one, so she wants you to get uh, your your legs crippled or mm-hmm. get, get your arms crippled or something like that. I always say legs because all I do is immediately walk out and jump off of the <laughs> the thing. Like, which yeah. I, again, nice little comedy beat of like, and you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> just hurling <just laughs> yourself off of the tower. Yeah. yeah, and then just finding like the, the proper height where I might break my legs, but I don't die. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, you have to make sure uh, who boy you can only measure the bungee cord once yeah yep <laughs> yeah um, uh, but yeah she wants to figure out what happens when you break your bones which is you broke your bones yep and when she stitches you up she stitches a smiley face into you to cheer you up yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. and this gives you the environment suit which is really useful yeah yep 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 yeah um so after that, uh, she wants to talk, ask about mole rats. Yeah, yeah. She's got this concoction. It is some goo on a stick um, that is supposed to repel the mole rats. Yes. Um, so she sends you to the tepid sewers. 
Um, <laughs> it's like, who's, who named that? Um, and he, so you head to the tepid this sewers. This sewer is just right. <laughs> yeah, like what a what a what a weird adjective for a sewer. <laughs> um, but but you head there, uh, and she wants you to take out a certain number of mole rats. Um, to get the bonus objective, I think it's like seven or nine or something like that. It's like ten. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's hard because there are raiders here too that will also kill mole rats. Mm-hmm. So for me, it became this weird race to like kill the mole rats <laughs> before. Like it came down to a raider fighting a mole rat and me having to go kill the like get the death yeah. on the mole rat before taking out the much more dangerous enemy. It was hungry, hungry raiders. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. It was that. But this is just that you know it's another dungeon. It's introducing you to this like subway or this like <laughs> underground biome, not the subway biome, but like yeah. this thing you're gonna see a thousand goddamn times yeah the underground um, facility <laughs> yeah it's like ugh. Um, but the big kind of uh test is um that uh or the big the kind of twist is this concoction she made actually like just explodes mole rats <laughs> it explodes their heads specifically rather than get rid of them which nothing comes of that like you get to keep the stick mm-hmm. um which means that you can use that if you fight you know but mole rats become a pretty easy enemy yeah yeah but like i was hoping to like mole rat bombs or something like that like <laughs> you can get rid of mole rats in the waste man like you kill all these things you can blow by blowing up their heads yeah yeah it's a pretty surefire way to do it um mm-hmm. the other uh kind of creature quest she gives you she wants to learn about mire lurks she's got this little data collector but you need to insert it into one of these uh spawning pods right yes. at the uh, at the anchorage war memorial over by dc yeah. um and uh this is kind of another underground dungeon kind of thing the uh i, I like the mire lurks a lot i think they're super creepy especially the uh-huh. mire lurk kings yes because they look like ninja turtles. <laughs> well, they, they like it's weird because they they clearly like used to be people. Yes, and that's what I'm I'm trying to figure out. They they backpedal on this in the fourth one a lot, mm-hmm. um, on that bit. But like my are probably my favorite enemy in the game. Yep. Um, one because they have something to them other than just shoot. Like mm-hmm. they have like a like one weak point that's really hard to hit. Yes, it's which their is not face. it's not the height of game design or anything, but mm-hmm. it's better than the nothing that like every <laughs> other thing you fight in this game has. Right. Um. But two, I think like just like viscerally, I think they're really creepy and not yeah. just the way they look, but like whenever like if you're walking around the shore and then you start seeing their like little egg pods <laughs> like near the and it's like, oh, shit, like there might be Meyer lurks around here, you know? Yeah. And they're they're significant. Like they're not they're not easy. Um, and this is like definitely you kind of like fighting enemies. that are a little too tough for you at this level. Mm-hmm. So that's why um, she gives you a stealth boy. Well, she gives you a stealth boy because she doesn't want you to kill them to yeah. uh to, to disturb their habitat so this becomes if you're trying to do the challenge run uh it becomes just a uh, uh like a suicide run kind of thing just trying to find the nearest one and get out as quick as possible and this is a couple of loading screens in before you get to yeah. their, ha- their their spawning pools yeah. even if you weren't trying to do the optional objective like it's way easier to sneak past them to kill them yeah because you know they're tough monsters so this is a really cool like part of this quest too like you can the self boy kind of times out to where you're likely to kind of run out on your way out Mm-hmm. And have to kind of sprint out, yeah. Uh, which is which is really cool. I really like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she gives you the shady hat, which is just a pretty cool hat that mm-hmm. uh, gives you a, a plus one on speech checks and some extra stealth boys. Oh yeah. So you get a uh, get bonus ones, which is pretty nice because a bunch of extra uh, stealth boys. Stealth boys <laughs> really candy. Hey, um, <laughs> free stealth boys. Why not? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think these are kind of the uh, the more tedious kind of trio yeah so this is trio. <laughs> this is this gets out of tutorial land because it gets you so, well, she wants you to leave like she wants you to go like you've learned the things you need to learn orbiting around this first hub mm-hmm. 
now the game is encouraging you to explore. Yes. You know, if you literally have to have your hand held after the <laughs> vault, this is this is what this part of the tutorial is doing. Yeah. So there, she's sending you to different parts of the map. Uh, you have uh, one trying to find local history about the uh, about some of the uh, kind of nearby places, specifically Rivet City. So this is a way for you to get to Rivet City before the main quest uh, takes you there. Which um, is weird. <laughs> like, it's weird that this quest that you're likely to do right out the gate mm-hmm. sends you to a place that will sequence break the co- main quest <laughs> in a way that uh, skips getting the radio station repaired. Yes. Like, that seems kind of like bad design to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, made, it made me wonder whether there was at some point another significant settlement that this would have made sense for. Oh, yeah. Other than Rivet City, where she could have sent you somewhere off the beaten path. You know, but every other place is like four houses. Like, there's nowhere else that's like, you're not going to go to the Republic of Dave and like <laughs> find out the local history of the Republic of Dave. Like, <laughs> I love know. the Republic of Dave. I like the Republic of Dave a lot. Because you know. <laughs> um, it's just a cult. <laughs> yeah. You know, except for when they do the election and then you can change into like the Commonwealth of Harris and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yep. yeah. It's a, like the Republic of Dave is really great. But the, um, you know, she's not going to send you there because it's four houses and six people. <laughs> you know, it has to be a city. Um, for the, for the theming, which made me think there might've been a different city at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to go there and you have to do some pretty difficult stuff to, uh, to find, uh, this, this one kind of old guard person from the original like founding council. And this is Pinkerton who figures pretty heavily into uh, a pretty cool quest. We're going to talk about later, uh, yeah. the replicated man, but he is in, he's kind of a castaway in the broken off bow of this ship that is full of traps. There's uh there's two people. Um, there's, there's, a, I think there's more than, there might even be more than two. There are a couple of people who know the history. Oh. Um, like the, the bartender knows, I think, or the innkeeper. One of the other people do as well. You don't have to go to Pinkerton hmm. to do that, but you do have to find specific people yeah. who know the history. Yeah. Everybody was funneling me. Cause I went to like Mrs. Weatherby or whatever her name was. I think that's a character from Archie. Um, hmm. <laughs> and, uh, she, uh, pointed me to Pinkerton. Ah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, d- I definitely did this and didn't go to Pinkerton. Yeah. So I, I went to one of the other people, but River City, River City is like a nightmare to <laughs> it's nothing but, to load, but loading screens and locked doors. Yeah. 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 I'm uh, right here in Rivet City. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. But but the history here is that this was uh, founded as uh, by, by the Naval Research Institute as they were trying to recover at Science Bay and the uh, the the, you know, city just popped up like we, we talked about last episode. Mm hmm. Um, the other part of this is going to uh, getting some information on robots. So she wants you to kind of hack into the Robco uh, mainframe. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go to the Robco factory. And uh, the building, uh, when you're going through there, uh, there are just like tons of rad roaches. I hate rad roaches so much. They're pretty They're pretty <laughs> annoying. They're never like actually that. They're never a threat. They're never a threat, but they're yeah, just, they're just uh, they constantly yeah. bite at your ankles. And uh, yeah. it's it, I, I find it hard to hit them outside of vats and going into bats yeah. takes. It's just an irritating amount of time to kill a, just a nuisance. They're, they're a good thing to have a companion with you because mm-hmm. the companion will just take care of it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I came here with, with dog meat and just like never paid it. You know, I just let dog meat take care of the rat. <laughs> um, the big thing here is that you get to the uh, the computer and hack it, and then it unleashes all the robots. <laughs> um, so it becomes this like a uh, uh, pest control protocol, um, but then you have to deal with robots. Yeah, right on your way Which out. You can hack it again after you've put the little yeah. dingus in there and um, stop the total liquidation. Um, yeah. And turn it into the the, the pest control protocol, which yeah. um, which just makes it so they kill all the rat roaches and yep. ignore you. Uh, so it is not a fight out, although fighting your way out with the robots would be pretty interesting. Although I don't think they give you enough like pulse stuff to really take care of them. 
Um, no, I mean you can you can still you can do okay with with guns mm-hmm. um, with them, but the um, and they, it's decent XP and, and treasure because you're getting uh, uh, electro- electronic weapon ammo. Mm-hmm. You know, so semi worth it yeah. to uh, to fight your way out. Um, but also, you know, cheating your way out is also good. Um, yeah. The uh, so finally, um, she wants a, a library, so she wants to find um, this card catalog from from a library in the uh, it's a, the um, what what's it called the 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 big library. Yeah, you, you know, know the big one. You know, United States good big library. <laughs> yeah, the Smithsonian Library. So, so I don't there know. we go, Arlington Public Library. Yeah, there we go. Um, is the is the the big library? So she wants the the, the and I know it's not the Smith, the Smithsonian, but <laughs> the um so she wants you to uh, to get the card catalog. When you get there, you're into a boring scribe. Uh, who wants you to find undamaged books for her? And if you want to just get pittances of money, you can go <laughs> it's back. Like twenty and, caps per. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. Um, but instead of doing that, she's like, "Well, if you really want the uh, the actual archives, you have to go in here and fight some raiders." Yeah, you go in there and fight some raiders. Mm-hmm. And so you just yeah. have to uh, connect it, and then you're good. And that is the end of the. Uh, that is the end of this. Uh, quest, which was very long. Uh, this spanned most of the game. I usually like to kind of knock these out in order, but uh, but yeah, I, I didn't really finish this one until uh, till I was a pretty good way through. Yeah. 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 And so you, you win, you get 100 XP bonus, you get a mini nuke, uh, which she said she was going to dig a well, but it made her nervous. Which like, <laughs> you live in that town with a nuclear bomb, dog. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, and then you get a copy of the Wasteland Survival Guide. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. You get the copy of the book. That you, that you just did. And then you get the survival expert perk, which has a lot of different ways it articulates, mm-hmm. depending not just on how well you did, but how you answered the questions. So, like, when she, when you beat it, she's like, oh, what was being irradiated like? And you could be like, it was no problem. Or you could be like, I think it was doing this to my skin, like a medicine answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, depending on what stats you emphasized when you answer those questions, you get different perks. Yeah. Um, based on so it can this can articulate in a bunch of different ways like it's like a a five by by five or five by three grid mm-hmm. you know so there's like 15 different ways this can articulate on top of the normal benefits mm-hmm. that the and then it depends on how like it, it's way it's complicated but <laughs> it, it's very very gradient and how good it can be yeah and so. uh there's no reason not to do this uh, unless time is a factor <laughs> like yes. these are the, the, the this is this is pretty good stuff from critical chances all the way to extra damage resistance and things like that like it's uh it's it's very effective yeah it's a great perk yeah Um, let's let's deal with that stupid nuclear bomb that this idiot town decided to build their their whole lives around. <laughs> yep. Okay, so there's a, there's a pair of quests. Um, the power of the atom, right? Um, mm-hmm. And there are two different ways this, that this can uh, can can shake out. Um, and you find out about this when you first come into town and talk to Lucas Sims. Um, because he uh, knows the history is like, yeah, it's there, and yeah, we know we got to do something because things are just crazy lately, man. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just, I can't. <sighs> I just the holidays coming up, and just yeah, man, I just, I, I am behind the eight ball. I'm drowning, man. Just treading water. Um, but um, he says, yeah, you know, if you want to take a look at it, but don't get us blown up. I, I trust you, stranger. <laughs> yep, um, and uh, he probably shouldn't because uh, <laughs> my could some mysterious figures will uh, convince you otherwise. 
So we can we can kind of tag team the ways that this uh, that this articulates because when you're over in Moriarty's, there's a, there's a dapperly dressed man named Mister Burke who uh, yes. wants to detonate the bomb. Yes. So um, yeah, you you go. We'll we'll go back and forth. Yeah. Um. So you go go ahead and go first. Yeah. Because um, you have. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So Your so he t- he notes. tells me he's working for uh for for uh Tenpenny, right? The the guy mm-hmm. who owns the tower over there and uh Megaton is just an eyesore. So wouldn't it be terrible if, you know, everybody died and we were able to just pave over it and he had an unobstructed view. So this is literally like an evil land developer closing down your bikini car wash. Yes. <laughs> um and uh I'm like, "You know what? You seem kind of like a dick, so I'm not going to do that." And I go and turn him into Lucas Sims, but he shoots him in the back. And then Lucas Sims, his... Well, uh, Burke, Burke shoots Lucas Simmons in the back. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Yes, thank yeah. you for clarifying. Um, and Burke says, ah, you made a, you made a big mistake now. Um, uh, Sims' 12-year-old son, I believe, uh, takes over for him. And uh, Burke sends the Talon Company Raiders on your back. So now that's just another thing that can pop up whenever you're running throughout the wasteland is here are these heavily armored uh, people who probably... Have you were playing as a good character would come after you anyway it's not the italian raiders you get the regulators that come after you as a function of karma hmm. um so it it happens i think it happens as a result of the quest but it also just happens you know if you become too good or too evil mm-hmm. again worshiping the god of neutrality mm-hmm. um is that if you become too good or too evil there are bounty hunters they'll come after you which yeah. is they're just pinatas yeah like they're essentially just like they're, they're your paycheck <laughs> is that every once in a while you travel somewhere and here's four laser rifles to sell that you just have to like pry out of their, their warm dead hands yeah, um, to do that. So that's that, you know, and that's the, the way you detonate that. You can also, you can save Lucas Sims. I want to say, yeah, um, you just shoot. Uh, I was, I was uh, hesitant to shoot Burke. Um, well, cause who knows? It means Bethesda games. So who knows if he was like flagged it as innocent at that point yeah. and it would turn the entire town against you. Mm-hmm. You exactly. Know, for some yeah. yeah. Um, don't don't do things until the game tells you it's okay. Um, <laughs> but this quest can end. Um, just you know, you know, Mr. Burke goes away, and if you have twenty, you know, twenty five explosive skill, which is nothing, um, <laughs> you can you can even boost yourself with a, with a Mentats. You can uh, disarm the bomb, and you get one hundred caps uh, and a key to your house. Yeah. This this is the reason why this quest is so early because it gives you your base. Yes. Um, there's a little side quest too to get the Mentats. Like mm-hmm. if you don't have them, they'll, like one of the guys who works in the water purification plant um, is on drugs, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of convince him to quit drugs, and he'll give you a stash. Or you can convince <laughs> him to sell you drugs. Oh um, man, only only losers do drugs, and I'm a loser. <laughs> scratch, yeah, scratch, 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 scratch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do them. They're gonna feel good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. So, so if you, the other thing you can do is so you talk to Burke and you're like, I like the way you think, like <laughs> this, this hillbilly Burke. One of the things I didn't get the, um, the shitty, uh, companion here. There's an evil companion here. Jericho. Yeah. Jericho, which is a weird choice for them to put an evil companion. If you're an evil character in a place you're likely to blow up, <laughs> um, because he'll only join you if you're a certain amount of evil mm-hmm. and it's hard to get that amount of evil yeah. this early on, but also he's like kind of gross and rapey. Like, there's a mm. weird, like, if you talk to him, he talks about some kind of, so it's like, there's some weird sex trafficky stuff in, in Fallout 3 in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't want him on my side anyway. Like, I don't, I don't need to party with a rapist just because I'm a cannibal. Like, I, it's, <laughs> I've got standards. Um, I just want so, to see that, like, on a pillow, like, her yeah. shade. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm like, fine. Jericho can die as well. Um, oh no. When you, when you, here's what he does. It's not he's a rapist. He talks about how there's like 
because they try to give these characters character and they're not very successful, but there's like one character who has a girl he looks over mm-hmm. and uh, it's like a super young girl. And Jericho's like, if you want to tell me that's because of altruism, not because he's trying to get a piece or something like just kind of gross. Something gross and, and pedo-y. So I'm like, Yeah, okay. like a little, little McConaughey action happening. Yeah, no, no thanks. All right, all right, um, all right. Yeah, it, it, it's a little, little Lisa, the, the painful RPG. And uh, so uh, I, you know, blow up the town. Um, you still need the same amount of explosives to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just set it to blow and then, and then you leave and, and uh, you, or you set it, you set up the, the remote charge yep. and then you head to 10 penny tower, which is not a insignificant truck at this point. Like it's pretty far away. Yeah. Um, and there, there can be some dangerous monsters that spawn. Um, but you head to 10 penny tower, you go and you, you talk to Burke and then you, you go on this deck where Tenpenny's there and Tenpenny is kind of awesome. Like <laughs> he's, he's ridiculous. He's dressed up like a, like an English hunting uh, gentleman mm-hmm. and he just hangs out on top of his tower sniping people <laughs> yep we see he's like just making this you know if, if, if you look down there and see any of those ants would you cry if any of them were snuffed out forever you know like <laughs> he did he just sets up there and just you know knocks thing you know makes things stop moving on the, on the horizon he's, um, he's like a much darker version of mr fish Eater from bob's burgers <laughs> yeah 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 um it is uh He's pretty cool mm-hmm. in, in a terrible, like he's awful. Yeah. Um, but uh, you actually find out. Um, so they, they, they do the thing like Burke does this as a surprise. You blow up Megaton. It makes a big, huge, you know, nice looking nuclear explosion. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone's real happy with you. And you get a house in 10 Penny, Penny Tower, mm-hmm. which is like the nicer of the two two houses, which I think is supposed to be what tempts you here. And I think <laughs> you get you get more money. Um, you find out that Burke or that uh, 10 Penny wanted the town evacuated. Oh, before shit. that happened and burke did this as like a surprise for him <laughs> like you weren't you weren't gonna do it yourself so i figured i would just you know pull the trigger for you surprise yeah yeah yep, yep. <laughs> it was what was 10 penny happy about it yeah okay cool yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like he's, oh I mean, you, he, you shouldn't have he, he's the worst like yeah. he's he's really disgusting yeah um so you get this house what's kind of interesting though is because uh that Wasteland Survival Guide is such a big quest. They I don't let this. Moria die. Nope. Uh, she turns into a ghoul. Like when you head back there, it's just terrible. Like it always lo- it looks terrible for the rest of the game. It's like this mm-hmm. irradiated hellscape. And uh, you're under Moria and she's a ghoul and doesn't really know it. And then when she finds out, she doesn't really care <laughs> and just relocates to the ghoul city. Yep. And, uh, and and you can continue the quest there, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty, you know, pretty rad. Why not? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, so let's move on to another one. This is a, this is a shitty quest. Gary. Yeah, it is. Those, which is yep. a parody of the uh, giant ant movie, Them, yes. um, which is just terrible. Uh, it's, it's kind of 50s so it has to be included. <laughs> waka waka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just when you're wandering around this area, uh, usually this guy will show up right when you go to the Super Duper Mart. There's a, there's a little kid named Brian Wilkins who shows up and he says, oh, I need you to rescue my dad. Uh, we're down here in Grey Ditch and uh, we got some fire ants happening. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you just you know, make sure not to stand still on grass too long, wear some mm-hmm. high socks, you're fine. Just get a little bit of aloe. No, actually, these are gigantic ants that spit fire because of puns. Yep. <laughs> and so this is pretty shitty. I kind of hate this. Um <laughs> uh mostly from like a play perspective almost 
because they didn't quite have the fire tech down. So there's just a cone of damage that will knock you backwards and stunlock you and kill you very quickly, but you can't really see it because the the the, the hitbox doesn't quite line up with the, uh, or the hurtbox rather, it doesn't quite line up with the graphic. So you just mm. get a couple of you sneaking up behind you and if they attack you all at once, you're fucking done for. So this is already pretty irritating from a play perspective. Um, that and just they're kind of low to the ground and all that um you have to find brian's dad um and he's in a, this this burned down house uh his, his body's there but he's got this key to uh to dr lesko's shack who is mm-hmm. the resident mad scientist you know like every town has yes and in the shack you find computer notes about these experiments that he's been doing to reduce them back down to a regular size um, but obviously that did not, that didn't work. So where are you going, Gary? Uh, you're going to some, 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 the some underground subway biome too. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to some subway tunnels. Oh yep. yeah. Uh, but first you go back to Brian and say, I'm sorry, your dad's dead. And he wants you to be your, he wants to be the new dad. And hey, dad too. He's a good boy here. <laughs> yeah. You're a good boy. <laughs> Man. Ah. The finest boy I ever saw. <laughs> and I tell him to go sit in a porta potty. Right? Yeah. Like, go hide out, boy. <laughs> and so after you uh, fight these shitty enemies in a shitty environment uh, in Marigold Station, you find Dr. Lesko, who is the usual amoral scientist. And he says, yes, the, the experiments gave them pyrosis, which is a weird name for now they spit fire like rappers do. Um, (laughs) and so, uh, in order to kind of neutralize the threat, you have to go into the queen's chamber and, uh, um, uh, kill her guards, but leave the, uh, um, (laughs) leave her unharmed so that the rest of the ants will frenzy and he can restart the experiments, Mm. right? Or you just kill everybody and kill him and, you know, be on your way because this is a shitty town that just has a fire ant problem now. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you can you can give yourself ant powers here. I chose ant sight uh, because, yep. <laughs> because he's using pheromone shit or whatever. Um, and it also gives you uh, fire resistance and he gives you some uh, gives you some ant pheromones or whatever, um, which can uh, really help your your charisma. Yeah, your charisma and your speech and stuff like that. And uh, I have to find Brian a new home. Turns out he's got this ant um, uh, in Rivet City. <laughs> ah, I yep. didn't realize that we made a funny. Not really. Um, And uh, you just send him there because even though he is the finest boy you ever saw, um, it doesn't make sense to have him out in the cruel, cruel world, or you can just leave him for dead. (laughs) Fuck you, kid. It it doesn't matter. The, um, I, I hate how cartoonish the voice actor is on Dr. Lesko. Yes. Like you can have aunt sight or aunt might. Like, it's (laughs) like, Oh, (laughs) like that's too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this is, this is bad. Yeah. And this is it's like it's an early quest. Like this is right yeah. south of uh right south of Megaton. Yeah. And just and just some some dumb combat dungeon yeah. stuff. Um the uh the the quest I did, so now that I've got my dig set up at Ten Penny Tower, I have to deal with a little conflict there. Like when you first show up, um the uh you know, this is a gated community and the loudspeaker, there's a ghoul named Roy Phillips who is trying to get in. And he's just like, hey, you guys can't be racist in schools. We just want to live there with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like, hey, we told you you're not allowed. Um, at this point, you know, there's a couple different like this is actually like a pretty big, complicated quest. It is yeah. for this game and, and is pretty good. Um, 
in that like you can do it a lot of different ways. Like you just kill Roy Phillips now, that's fine. If you, you know, uh you can follow Roy Phillips back to where he's going and, and side with them. But essentially it's this conflict between the ghouls and the residents of Tenpenny Tower. Yeah. And uh like all of the outcomes are kind of ambiguous too. Yeah. Like there's no really be- good way to do it. If you're fighting for justice, there's none to be had. Yeah, which is a good, you know, again, that's that's rare in this game, so I'm going to call it out when it happens. You know, it's, it's good stuff. Um, so I decide to side with the residents of Tenpenny Tower um, <laughs> because, you know, because I'm a monster and also that's where I keep all my stuff. Um, <laughs> Home. And, yeah, it's and, and also mechanically it's it's better. You get mm-hmm. more merchants yeah, and more, more and better merchants if it stays human controlled mm-hmm. than uh, ghoul controlled. So I made that little gameplay concession. So uh, what I did was, you know, Gust- Chief Gustavo uh, decided, you know, just tells you, hey, go go kill uh roy and uh i did it and he's in you guessed it um (laughs) a a series of subway tunnels um which this is that's the most boring way to complete the the quest yeah um which is why i did and it takes care of everything everyone in 10 penny tower loves you but i'll talk a little bit about the other ways to do it um because they they are kind of interesting um you can side with uh roy phillips and he wants you to either uh open up the the tunnels so they can invade the the thing. And the way you do that is actually by like befriending Herbert Daring Dashwood, mm-hmm. who is <laughs> talked about on the radio. Yep. And um, there are these awesome little radio serials mm-hmm. that are are all like a delight. Like <laughs> I, I really, really love those. Um, but they, and it's awesome that it's based on a real person who retired here. <laughs> you know, it's my neighbor. Um, he's careful with that guy. And the uh uh so he, you know, you can talk to him and get the keys to uh, to, to let the ghouls in, so they'll just slaughter everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you you go and you rest, or you leave and you come back, and everyone's dead, and the ghouls are just walking around all these corpses, and they'll still let you live there, like they don't, you know, they don't bear you animosity. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can convince the residents to let the ghouls in. Um, but that's is, bugged, right? That sucks. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, so depending on what what you mean. If it's bugged. So when I did it, um, yeah. like, like, like way back in the, back in the day, uh, I, I convinced everybody, I convinced them to let the, let the ghouls in and just all of a sudden it's all ghouls now. I think that's intentional. I think you let the ghouls in and the ghouls kill them anyway. Yeah. I think that, I think that's supposed to be like, they can't live together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's maybe giving this game more credit than it needs. Yeah. But I, I, I tied that over to like a human, you know, these, Hey, there are actually no good guys here. Cause Roy yeah. Phillips is a shithead. Like he's not mm-hmm. a good guy. He's just the underdog. So you want to root for him, but he's a bad person too. Right. Um, you know, so that's, I took that as intentional. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong though. It could be bugged and they're supposed to be able to find a good solution Yeah. to it. Um, the way that you do that to get everybody in is similar, I guess, to the tranquility lane quest where there's like, you just have to convince a lot of people of things and it usually involves kind of sneaking around their rooms and finding documents and the like yeah. that you can use to kind of leverage them. That's my favorite yeah. kind of quest. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's the best, it's probably the most satisfying way this can articulate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what you can do regardless of which you can't have a ghoul and human 10 penny tower. Um, you can either kill the ghouls. And, uh, and, and you just have humans or you can kill the, uh, or let them live together and the ghouls will do the work for, yep. for you and kill everybody. Noids and tunes, man. Noids and tunes. Um, I enjoy having a uh, base in these games. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing I do with my bed in fallout three is I drop every pre-war cash that I can get in the game <laughs> on it, um, into the, you know, literally the entire game. And I will spend a lot of time dropping things one by one, even though it's inconvenient <laughs> in order to have a really big pile of money. And then I go and I find the, find the Lincoln action figure and I lay it down on my bed 
And then I use the console to set scale to make it six feet tall. <laughs> so I just have Lincoln like sleeping in my bed full of cash every time I go home. And like if I go to sleep, he doesn't have to leave. I just sleep next to him. Hey, like, honey. Yeah, I just like, hey, Mary Todd. Can, can, um, can, can you scooch a bit for me? Hey, hey Gary Todd. <laughs> Gary Todd Lincoln. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's wonderful yeah so huh. i enjoy having a house oh yeah me too i like having a place to drop my stuff off yeah, yeah. especially stuff that i don't feel like selling <laughs> like there's a little bit of like base building building elements to this and they they really expand on this in the next one but the uh you can buy kind of upgrades to your house yeah you can um, buy like, like uh like workbenches and stuff like that and themes like there's a raider theme like, <laughs> which is just it <laughs> fills it with I'm like gore bags you, yeah why am i work honey will you go hang a bunch of corpses for my ceiling <laughs> like oh sure you know hmm? yeah why not that's a i saw that in good <sighs> Yeah, wasteland keeping. Yeah, nope. Yeah, nothing. And you can all, you can buy you can buy things that are actually useful, like a little chemistry kit and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yep. All right. Let, tell me about Agatha's song. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, this because is a good one. because the the ultimate reward for this uh, for a good character is just art for art's sake. Mm -hmm. uh, because it unlocks a new radio station. So uh, a little bit north of Megaton, you find this uh, this shack, and there's an old woman living inside. Her name is Agatha. Mm -hmm. She's a musician. Uh, she's been kind of playing um, this makeshift violin that is, you know, just out of tune and really terrible. And she's kind of keeping up her deceased husband's kind of radio station. Um, but uh, it's not really working out that great. Like she's cut out this living by providing recordings of herself to passersby um, in exchange mm -hmm. for uh, food. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she talks about this uh, old violin, the Swa Stradivarius that used to be in her family. And uh, this this aunt who was called to go to Vault 92, which was a vault designed specifically for musicians. OK. Mm -hmm. um, and so they think like, yeah, like it was in this pressurized case and it was in this vault. So if if it's still, you know, if it's still there, um, it's pretty there's a pretty good chance that it, that, that, that it's intact. And so this is kind of, I think, the first vault that we can get into outside of the main quest. Um, um, I mean, you can go to other vaults. It just depends yes. on which one you go to. But, like, it's it's one of the earlier ones. Yes. Um, and so this is just a standard kind of, like, vault dive. Um, you've got evidence of people who have lived there, and there are some notes. And mostly you're fighting, um, like, Myra lurks and pests and stuff. There's nothing really nothing really that hard to deal with. But uh, I love the story here. So they called all these musicians in. And if you read the logs um, in different people's rooms or uh, even down in the recording studio, uh, you find out that they have been piping in these frequencies uh, to do kind of like a, a neuro-linguistic programming or something like that. Um, in order to make people more compliant and just that that's the experiment. How can we affect people's minds with with, with tones and with sound? And why not pick musicians because they're going to be, you know, the most sensitive to this. Mm -hmm. And there's a real uh, a real heartbreaking kind of set of logs um, from a, a character named Zoe Hammerstein kind of talking about losing her mind after spending time in the studio. And you can see kind of her degradation as it goes along as she doesn't know what's happening and just completely goes crazy. And the, the reason everything broke bad here is because the overseer has been using the white noise to uh, turn them all into soldiers. And so this is mm -hmm. kind of kind of a Jacob's Ladder situation where everybody just started killing everybody else because he put in the combat programming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. And you take the uh, you, you take the violin back to Agatha and she's super happy. You can um, you can ask her to give you a performance, but this gets you a new um, just a, just a new radio station. And you can even get her some music paper so she can start writing this stuff down for posterity, because I think it's like an intelligence check. Like, OK, so are you the only person who knows these songs? We need to make sure that we preserve this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, thematically sound. You know, like it's, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> sound, oh, yeah, sound, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, just this idea of like, you know, the hey, preservation for preservation's sake is like mm-hmm. a, a, you know, an actually emotionally resonant thing that this this game can do mm-hmm. or the series kind of does. And I love that. Like, I love that as a reward, mm-hmm. like a new radio station. Like, that's something, you know, as good as the soundtrack is on the main radio station, like you, you can get sick of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, as good as the actual score is, if you're just like listening to the ambient music, like there are long stretches of silence. And stuff like I really like the the classical or the violin radio station. Yeah. In Fallout Three, mm-hmm. um, this is one of the, and it's also one of the better like vault concepts. Yes. Or at least like it's not even that interesting of a concept, but it's really it's well told. Yes. You know. Yeah. Like super soldiers are boring, <laughs> but the music music angle is interesting. Mm-hmm. With that, um, I really enjoy. There's a way that the that you can lock yourself out of this quest if you just decide to hit on her. He's <laughs> like, oh yeah. There's baby. only one way to console a widow. And just... <laughs> why, 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 why don't you work my bow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This is great. This is this is you know this is mm-hmm. what I what I, I when I distributed these I was like here this will make up for that stupid ant thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but you got another really good one. I you know I have, I I liked Blood Ties age better and or age worse than it. I don't like it as much as I liked it when I was younger. Oh wow! Um, so you, so Blood Ties is a quest. Um, you can get this from Megaton. You talk to this girl who says like, "Hey, would you deliver something to my brother?" Um, up in Arafu, and uh, so you head on up to Arafu. If you blew up Megaton, um, <laughs> you can just head to Arafu anyway, and. Uh, you run into a guy outside who says, like, hey, they've been assaulted by raiders. Go check on everybody. When you do, you find one of the houses um, is the word the family is written on a wall. And the two corpses are are sucked of, or drained of blood mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, in the room. So they're like, hey, you know, this family, there's this gang of raiders. They're bad news. Um, I didn't pass the speech check, which made me think, you know, made him say that they're actually, like, sucking blood mm-hmm. from things. But that's the, the implication. Um, so you have to go through... So he's like, go, go take care of them. Um, you go through a very long uh, underground biome number one, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty tedious, uh, but it eventually to find the family. Yeah, and they're holed up in a subway station, right? In a subway station, yeah. Um, and the family is pretty interesting. Um, they're really strange. Like, the this game has posits an attitude about cannibalism that I haven't seen <laughs> in fiction okay and that's like generally fine with it like generally like the the two big cannibalistic encounters you have in the, like if you become a cannibal and eat things your karma goes down mm-hmm. fine the the weird little like non-quest the town where everything like, they keep winning the best town in america award but they're actually all cannibals <laughs> um there's not a quest for that but there's a town down south where that that's true of um like aldale or andale um mm-hmm. And they kind of just make an argument like, hey, it's meat. And, you know, it's the post-apocalypse. Like, things are shit. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, that's that's fairly, you know, reasonable. 
When you go here, though, it's treating cannibalism as like something that just like they use the same language that people use for sexuality. Like no. you're just born a certain way. You just have these urges. You can't control it. Like mm -hmm. that's weird, right? Have you like? I don't know. Not, that is that a, actually a thing? And I've just like have I, had a weird like like blind spot where I'm like, oh yeah, there are people who just want to eat other people, and they just they just keep it under control, <laughs> and they're, they're common <laughs> enough to where they all have to gather in one place, and it's like any given village is probably going to have one. <laughs> like, yeah, one out of every seven people probably is resisting their urges to literally eat people because like that's what these people are is like it's this whole idea of this guy named Vance mm -hmm. who has gathered these people who are cannibals and like society outcasts them, but he thinks they're fine. And the way he's doing it is by lending this, them this identity of being vampires. Right. So he's they saying, like, have can, this cover, this mythology that they can you, adhere to. Yeah. You can have a methadone version of this urge you have by just taking the blood instead of the flesh, mm -hmm. because for some reason the flesh is impure, but sucking blood is good. Um, <laughs> and pretend to kind of have these powers and be these, you know, live by this code and it'll make you feel accepted in the world mm -hmm. in, in a way that you haven't been, which like on the surface, right. It's like, <laughs> that's like, that's kind of a nice thing, but do we really need to find a way to make cannibals feel more accepted in the world? Like, like it's really strange. I, so I don't think that's actually a thing. Like I, I it just, it, it's a thing maybe in fiction, but that's more kind of associated with like, uh, like, like serial killers or psychopaths, like, uh, like apt pupil, how how yeah. uh, how those two, uh, both the, the the Nazi and the and the psycho little kid and little boy, yeah, and yeah, the Nazi Nazi and little boy, uh, yeah. how how they kind of play off of each other and kind of uh, <laughs> use use each other's existence as justification to perform their heinous deeds, uh, like maybe like a little bit, uh, what's his name, Elijah Wood's character from Sin City, too, okay. where he's protected by the church. Um, yeah. as uh, as kind of like, I've just never seen it on a scale though. Like that's always about like a lone weirdo. Yeah, because I mean they're called lone weirdos because like <laughs> they're they're lone and they're weird. Like we shun them and there's one of them. <laughs> Not <laughs> we accept them and there's tons of them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> thank, that, thank you, etymology, Eric. <laughs> yeah, like, just it just seems so on the surface that it's really strange for the game to take a really ardently like sympathetic to cannibal stance. Like when, when you, so you, you run to the, you find the kid who is missing. Like that's the reason why you went to go check out the family is this kid's missing. Mm -hmm. And he had done this to his parents because he can't control his urges and yeah. he's trying to control them. And you talk to him and it's like, Oh yeah, that my sister was there. The first time this ever happened to me, I saw, I saw a guy who was trying to steal our cow. I couldn't help myself. I just jumped on his throat. And then before I knew it, I was eating him. Yeah. And he says it like the voice acting is delivered in a way that like you're supposed to be like, oh, that's really understandable. Like, like I totally get it, kid. Um, well, that's a thing that people do, right, is they'll use vampirism as a just like, like, like mutation, right? Uh, like, OK, so this is this is just a metaphor for another more human thing. But like cannibals exist like this is this oh, sure. is a uh, uh, hmm. We're not yeah. here to debate the existence of cannibals. I know. <laughs> it's it's whether it's a good like like position for a game to posit that they're misunderstood. Yeah, I, I so, accepted. So I say they exist be as a way to say how weird it is that they're taking this pro 
this pro cannibalism yeah. approach or even this pro like like blood <laughs> drinking approach because like when, yeah, when i was thinking much better <laughs> yeah when, when i was when i was thinking about this I was like okay well the vampires didn't turn people and like uh, just th- there there could possibly be a thing where it's 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 the, the arrangement that you work out with them in the nearby towns is like all right if you guys give the blood the family is going to provide protection right and so yeah. if this is just something that you gave of yourself um, in exchange for something else, and there was no negative consequence, then what's the problem with that, aside from the fact that they're drinking blood? <laughs> I mean, it all it all works out. It's just a weird idea, I guess. Like, if the, if, if the angle had been like, hey, these people are, are mentally ill, and mm-hmm. there should be, you know, something for, for, for people who are, are have mental illness, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, like, they should pretend to be vampire. Like, it's just a weird... It's just strange. Yeah. Like it's a strange position I've never seen in a, in a work of fiction before yeah. uh, with, with any kind of grounding. But essentially what you do is it's up to you. You can, can um, you know, whether you let, uh, let the kids stay with them or not, um, let him make up his own mind. He's like doing the, a spirit quest kind of thing in, a, in isolation, you know, trying to determine whether he will or not. Um, and then, you you know, you convince the, the people back at Arafu that like, hey, the family's OK. If you give them blood packs, they'll give you uh, protection. Mm-hmm. Or whatever you want. You don't have to. You can just say they'll leave you alone. You can kind of broker different kinds of deals. Yeah. It's really similar to the MoDoc quest in uh, Fallout 2. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you get pretty significant rewards for doing it. Yeah, it gives you a, a new uh, healing avenue, right? You get a perk, which is uh, hematophage, which uh, uh, lets you eat blood packs for additional health. And then you get the schematics for the shish kebab, which is a awesome flaming sword. <laughs> I love um, that thing. It's really, it's really good. Um, and, and we didn't talk about crafting last time, but it's really just, you have to have four different pieces of junk and you can make things at crafting benches. Mm-hmm. Um, each, each schematic can be upgraded when you find new copies of it. Mm-hmm. So I think there are three levels to each schematic. Um, so I did this quest in order to see the stuff. There's not really an evil ending, but then I just murdered everybody afterwards. <laughs> Just to, to filthy be, vampires. You know, yeah, to, yeah, exactly. Like, and that, that's that's you can be like, ah, vampires. Oh, the other thing that's weird is since I was a cannibal at this point, when you get here, uh, you have a dial. When they're like, you get, you know, hold it right there. You can't come in. You have a dialogue option that's like, no, seriously, I'm one of you. And then they <laughs> let you in, but it doesn't get you past anything else. It just gets you inside the house. Oh wow! So at no point was I ever to be like, hey, I'm a cannibal. Help me too. <laughs> you know, which would have been would made a lot of sense. It's a way to get rid of your perk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and just and replace it with something different, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, huh. yeah, that's blood ties. Yeah, yeah. This is the, the this is a quest I have a lot of fond memories of, but yeah, I don't remember. I guess I don't remember thinking about it being that weird. But like, I if, never if, questioned if, it as a youth. Yeah, like I, I was just kind of like as a youth when I was twenty eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never questioned it as a young pupper, but the um, it just now it seems really strange to me. Mm-hmm. My new 2015 sensitivity towards cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, or like metaphors so. for sexuality, like which yeah. is well, what I mean, this obviously and weirdly did. That's yeah, and that's 100% what it's doing. Like yeah. it's it's definitely like I can't. This is just how I am. Why should society judge me? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like like there's certain things I think it's okay. Yeah. Like that's like cannibalism is one of those things that just it makes sense. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna budge on that one. Yeah, I don't feel I don't feel terrible making you feel bad about that. Yeah. No. No. You're, you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah 
um let's talk replicated man the replicated the, man the the uh, fallout 4 prequel quest. <laughs> yes the one like the weird side quest that is completely like just genre it's 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 another story from another thing yeah that then turned yep. into the next main line <laughs> entry yep. in the game but uh, when you're in rivet city down in the science lab you've got this guy named dr zimmer who is uh reading dr lee um and and a holt the, the the riot act about some kind of android they have developed replicant technology gary mm-hmm. are replicants um <laughs> at all a factor in the other um fallout games i forget if, no. if this is a thing in the universe this is the first and this. only appearance of replicants before number four okay um, I don't even think, I mean, there maybe there's a mention in like uh, Old World Blues, but I don't think that there is. Yeah. yeah. I know you can get, uh, you, you can get, uh, what's his name's gun, um, that you can get that gun from Blade Runner in uh, yeah. New Vegas. But there's, but that's there's, more no, of a, there's no lore around it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a cool, very effective gun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's from the Commonwealth uh, from up around MIT where all the science men are doing science things. And they have uh, some very particular views about androids not being people, but being property. And so this this uh, uh, replicant that they're going after isn't just a uh, isn't just a regular replicant. It is one that is designed to hunt down uh, escapees. Right. Once he realizes that they do have a consciousness, he decides to turn and he has come to Rivet City. Yes, he's he's some he's some kind of uh, running. He's the, he's the running blade. Yes, he. <laughs> like yeah exactly um and he has uh kind of undergone plastic surgery and uh, gotten his memory wiped so it could be literally anybody on the boat but uh you have to figure out who this is and there's the evil way this that this can shake out where you uh hand the uh the the, the culprit over or there, the, there's the good way where you can kind of help him get his own identity right mm-hmm and there's a neutral way where you can run into a member of like the the underground railroad, which like that's a big part of Fallout Four, and I still have kind of weird feelings about them <laughs> repurposing this real slavery thing for this magical space, you know, magical space android slaves. But um, where like she, you run into her, and she's like, "Listen, I'm not asking much. I'll give you this much money if you give this uh, this piece of an android to Zimmerman mm-hmm. to get him off the trail, and you can do that and just kind of end the quest." Yeah. So it doesn't. You never meet the actual replicant, and you don't help the uh, Zimmerman or Zimmer. Um, you can just kind of like get a minor, which is what I did just because mm-hmm. somebody ran to me. I was like, sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. But the way this shakes out, you're doing a little bit of detective work and there are different NPCs um, around the world even that you can ask about these uh, the, these androids from different kind of factions. So you have to collect one of one of each uh, scientists, uh, medical people uh, like uh, people of faith or slavers like Raider kind of people. And they'll give you these holotapes. And once you get the last one, um, it kind of reveals that. uh um, he has gone to this person uh, named Pinkerton up in the bow to uh, to uh, get get his, get these procedures done. So this is the other way that you can get to Pinkerton, not just through the uh, the Wasteland Survival Guide, but uh, through this. And I, I was in a better position to do it here because mm-hmm. by the time I started doing this quest, and uh, you know, I was I was properly leveled to fight the Meyer Lurks and deal with just the the scads and scads of traps here. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the shotguns that will just ice you in one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, you get here and you read some of his logs and you find out that uh, he used uh, some of like the uh, Dr. Braun's memory module uh, research from Vault 112 in order to uh, kind of perfect this. Nobody in the world can do facial surgery. And he is this reclusive crank 
who uh, nobody likes, but he is out here doing this. Um, and he um, ultimately reveals like, yes, this is Harkness, the guy who I will extend the bridge for you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can go and confront Harkness about this and say like, yeah, you're not actually who you think you are. And you can say his his activation phrase to bring all of his memories back um, and figure out, hey, what are we you know, what, what do we have to do? Um, so I recover Harkness's memories and he gives me his gun, which is an amazing weapon. This mm-hmm. is this is one of my favorite weapons in the game. Um, it uses microfusion cells, but those are trivial to get with the DLC. Um, and then I convince Harkness to uh, figure out a way to get Zimmer thrown off the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you uh, if you side with Zimmer, you get a really cool benefit as well. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of the more lucrative quests because you get a perk. Um, you get the wired reflexes perk. Yes. Which, like one, Shadowrun refre- uh, reference, <laughs> so I like that. But two, it gives you a plus 10% chance to hit whenever you're in VATS, hmm. which is great. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really significant. So, um, yeah, but you have to, to side with the evil side Yeah, for that, um, where yeah. he does the surgery on you. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting the way that they were planting the seeds for four mm-hmm. here. Because everything, I haven't seen anything in four yet that contradicts the information that's in this quest. Oh, nice. So... They did a pretty good job of setting that up, I think. Hmm. Yeah, just it's so funny that the, the here's this throw throwaway reference to a really good movie that I liked mm-hmm. as its own kind of weird thing um, mm-hmm. that, that 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 it ultimately became for that just seems just beyond crazy to me. It's pretty it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Next up, uh, the superhuman gambit, um, which is something that like I like on paper and then the way it articulates, I think, is super boring. Mm-hmm. Um, so you head over to another little non-town called Canterbury Commons. <laughs> and uh, and when you're there, you see this little um, dust up between two superheroes, um, the mechanist and the antagonizer um, are fighting. <laughs> the antagonizer controls giant ants. The mechanist controls uh, protecton, protecton, protectrons, um, and they're they're fighting, and then eventually they they run away. And you talk to the people in the town, and they're just like, "Hey, like this is, they're going to end up fucking things up at some point." Like the antagonizer came out of nowhere and started messing with us, and then our old mechanic went kind of crazy and became <laughs> became the superhero. And they just now they just care about fighting each other. <laughs> Neither of them actually cares about the town. Um, so if you can stop it. You know, you can stop it. And there's, you know, really direct, you can just go kill either person, but there's, you know, a better way to do it, of course, um, either through speech checks or you can choose one to team up with. Um, <laughs> so you can choose them and then they, you become um, Mechano Lad is the sidekick name for the, and I can't remember the sidekick name for the antagonizer, <laughs> um, but you can kind of become their sidekicks, which is kind of fun um, after you're fighting your way to them. And then you just go kill the other one. Um, it's not that interesting, um, but you can also kind of talk them out of it. So you can, you can reveal to the other one, the, the first one's secret identity and, uh, you know, finding out the mechanist's secret identity is not that hard because people in town know it. Finding the antagonizer's secret identity is really interesting, um, because you have to go to, uh, this is an in-world comic. The antagonist is a comic book character from inside the world from Mm -hmm. Hubris Comics. And if you go to the Hubris Comics building in downtown, you can find a letter to the editor about how they uh, made the antagonizer's character really suffer. Mm-hmm. Like a recent writer had really tanked it with her. And then this is the person who wrote that letter, um, which is awesome. <laughs> yep. Like that that's really cool. Like it's a lot of work to get the, you know, a nonviolent solution to something where there's other nonviolent solutions. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty slick. Um, and really like the the big thing you're getting here, you know, after going through whatever combat dungeon the other person has is uh getting their costume um and then if you uh uh 
give you so you get the whoever you cited against you get their costume so you kill the mechanist you get the mechanist costume if you give the mechanist costume to the antagonizer the antagonizer will give you her weapon Hmm. Um, and then vice versa so the mechanist uses something called the uh, protectron's gaze which is a shotgun energy weapon Hmm. which is pretty slick Um, and then the antagonizer uses the ant sting which is a knife that has a poison effect and a really rapid attack which is really good Hmm. um yeah yeah, I, I dig this. So if them is the crazy campy superhero stuff or uh, 50s stuff done poorly, this is this feels like it's done right. It's it's better. It's still like it's it's feels like weirdly stretching. Like it still feels cartoonish to me. Mm-hmm. Like the the way the, the results are more interesting to me mm-hmm. and are something that appeals to me more. But like it still feels cartoonish in the same way Dr. Lesko does. Like, nah, like it's still a little too much, too much mm-hmm. like that for me. Um, I still like it more though. Yeah. Like it's better. It's just not, I wish it, I also wish that like it wasn't as simple as just going to murder one of them with the other. Yeah. You know, like you can make it more complicated than that, but the rewards for doing so are not significant Yeah, in any way. Um, yeah, I wish, I wish that was more necessary, man. I really wish, uh, it would, it would be, it'd be pretty great if like there was a third option to, uh, find the materials to establish yourself as a third superhero to, come, be right, right. to, to come in and, uh, get them both to side against you. Yeah. Like the Watchmen ending. Yeah. Um, for it. <laughs> the, uh, I like the idea or, or if you could like stage, stage a Raider, Raider attack or something mm-hmm. where they had to team up, team up. Cause that would have been more in line with the way comic books work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple cool things when you get these outfits, you can wear them around the waist and then kids will recognize you sometimes. <laughs> That's great. As these superheroes, which I think is pretty great. <laughs> um, so there, there are elements of this that are really, really, really cool. Yeah. It's worth doing <laughs> without being necessarily up to its full potential. I'll give that a muted ding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what else? What what quest is also a muted ding, Cole? Yeah, this isn't a muted ding. This is like a wet fart that brought friends. Um yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I fucking hate this. So uh the quest I'm talking about is Big Trouble in Big Town. Mm-hmm. So you'll remember in the main quest we had a, a little lamplight, which is an all-child society, where one of the first things that you see when you arrive is uh, somebody having their 18th birthday, at which point they become a mungo, which is still a very uncomfortable term uh, mm-hmm. to say out loud. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, this this guy named Sticky, he asks you, "Hey, can you you know escort me to Big Town?" And Sticky uh, Mungo, ooh. yeah. <laughs> He, he is the worst bassist yeah uh, okay, guys. <laughs> yeah um and so you have to walk sticky all the way across the map mm-hmm. <laughs> and sticky well he tells stories that don't go anywhere and he will just uh every couple of steps say are we there yet this is taking a real long time He's really annoying. <laughs> yep. Which I can understand. Like the, it's intentional. They designed him to be that way. And boy, did they succeed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can fast travel with him or not. I, I don't know. But that, that relies on you having been to Big Town beforehand. Right. Which you know, I had so. not. Um, yeah. And I thought about just kind of like, okay, well, I'll fast travel there, get, get the destination, and then run back. You know, just go go there and get it. But it, since I was assigned this quest, I really wanted to just kind of like sit in the suffering. So yeah. here I am trying to keep him alive as I go along. And it's not necessary for the quest. Again, I'm sitting in the suffering. But like he goes down with two with two shots from a giant rad scorpion. Yeah. You know, like it's real, real bad. And you have to take, take him through some really dangerous uh, kind of territory to get him to Big Town, which is uh, just kind of not this paradise that they have been promised, but actually is like a walled off 
uh, kind of motor lodge or motor in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so, a, yeah, it's an escort mission. Yes. It's an escort mission to get him here. Um, then you find out uh, due to or th- thanks to this guy, the, the 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 watch person who obviously needs to be rotated out because he's completely he's a muttering to himself. Like, don't look for the size. Don't worry about the size. Worry about the direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the this, like a lot of other towns in the wasteland, uh, is a, a little big town. Blip. Big town is uh, uh, under threat by super mutants. They've uh, ha- had a bunch of their friends kind of carried away and they have raiders coming in to pick up the pieces. And mm-hmm. you go around and talk to some people, including uh, a very uncomfortable uh, encounter with Bitter Cup, who is uh, um, just completely trying to jump your bones. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that uh, they were kind of taken north to the Germantown PD, which is above ground indoor bio number four. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The play, the police station's not at least like if the the terminals and stuff kind of tell an interesting story of them like trying mm-hmm. to hold out. Yes. Um, you know, it, it gives you a little story of like what's happening during you know, during the the apocalypse or during the uh you know, shortly after the bombs fell kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you so find say, like, like the like the nine one nine one one logs and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's also I think it's an all lady police department or something like that. The, yeah, it's it's like their their SWAT team is all ladies. Yeah, which is like it's like Fox Force Five like <laughs> kind of thing. Like I'm not like obviously I'm pro lady SWAT team member, but just kind of like it, having it intentional just feels very like mm-hmm. you know very Quentin Tarantino to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Fox Force Five. Um, but uh, but yeah, like you just have to get to the basement and get these kids out, and it's another escort mission to get them back. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if these guys scale up. This is something we didn't really talk about in the main episode, but um, they really handle um, enemy level scaling in a pretty cool way, especially after they after their swing and a miss in yeah. Oblivion. Um, yeah, on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where like they, it's it feels a little bit more appropriate. Like it's always going to be super mutants, but sometimes sometimes you get different flavors of them. Like I had to yeah. take out like super mutant overlords um, that were down there like jailing um, jailing them, including yeah. one who was just like trying to punch one of these kids out, like killing with punches. Yeah. And- <laughs> And he wouldn't attack me, so it was just a a, a a bullet versus punch race. This is like the tale of John Henry. <laughs> would, would, would he He's die to bullets? Man, yeah. Would would he would he die to bullets before the other kid died to punches? Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst future sport. <laughs> like murder races. No, no, it's not, it's not like death race. Nope. Because death race is good. Yeah, it's, it's more well. It's hard to explain. Sit down for a moment. <laughs> let, me tell, the, let me tell. Let me tell you a tagline <laughs> for it. Murder races. Colon. It's hard to explain. Sit down for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you bring them back and you know teach a man to fish you want to uh help them defend themselves and because i have high repair in science i was like oh there's some there's some robots over there in your junkyard i will just repair those and uh they can help you although they're you know rusty and flimsy and they're probably fucked anyway but i don't care because this is shitty yes yeah and uh, I, I remember liking that you could teach them kind of different ways mm-hmm to do it so like if you tell them like if you're good with traps you can say like hey what about landmines or if you're good with sneaking you can say like what about an ambush like i remember that yeah being a thing and i and i liked that mm-hmm. um but yeah for the most part it's just and big town is the worst <laughs> um you know things about big town i don't i don't care for um 
gusts are the dustiest, the winds are the gustiest, the gates are the rustiest, the pies are the crustiest, the songs the lustiest, the friends the trustiest, way back home, back home, the trees are the sap. Tell me about uh, going back home. Yeah, so like after a certain point in the quest, the main quest, um, if you head near Vault 101, you'll get a distress signal. Um, that's Amada, your old friend, telling you to come back because uh, they need help. So uh, she changed the access codes to something you can get in. You can go back into Vault 101 where things have uh, degraded quite a bit. And uh, it's pretty much just because of you and your dad leaving still. Mm-hmm. It's the same schism. Um, but because you know they found out that people have left, uh, there's a group of people who want to leave. Yeah. And then the overseer, either the, the, the same old overseer or the, the new guy who's taken his place, I think it was the chief of security, mm-hmm. um, who think that, they, you know, no one should be able to leave. Right. Um, the, and, like the, uh, the, the rebels don't even want to, to to leave entirely. Like Butch is the only one who wants to do that. Um, they want to open it up for trade and stuff. They want to be able to leave. Yeah. So they want to be able to, to check out. Butch wants to force everyone out. Yes. So like he's, yeah, he's the, the third. He's the guy of neutrality. Um <laughs> So essentially, you just talk to everybody and get their sides. Yeah, you know, and you can you can kind of do some speech. You can pass a speech check in any direction you want to if you have high enough speech based on your experience. You can be like, "Hey, I've been out there. You don't want to be out there," or you can say, "Hey, I've been out there. It's not so bad," etc. Um, there's, I mean, there's so little, there's so little to this. Like, you just mm-hmm. choose which of the three things you like best and do it. Yeah. Um, which is the most interesting? Uh, because like one, it's interesting because he's really like sucking up to you now. Um, <laughs> like he's just like, hey, you know, you gotta help me. I, I never wanted to be a hairdresser. I'm a barber, etc. Um, and he want, he's like, you know, you can be in my my gang, and you're like, hey, I'm already in your gang because <laughs> you can join his gang. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Before and he's like, no, we're gonna start a new gang, and like he's just trying to get you. But he wants to cause a disaster that causes everyone to evacuate. Yeah, he wants to like I vent like. nerve gas. <laughs> no, no, you you go and you uh, fuck with the water purification chip, oh, yeah. which you know, nice anything with a water purification chip, I'm in favor of <laughs> uh, as a little callback. And everyone hates you for this, other than Butch. Like, it's just like, you know, just like, oh, this isn't what we wanted, you idiot. You know, um, I hope you're happy. Uh, the overseer goes hostile and tries to kill you. Amada says, if you ever talk to her again, she'll try to kill you. Yeah. Um, and runs out. And then, you know, so that's what I did was get everyone out um, that way, which is kind of neat. You can run into people wandering the wasteland mm-hmm. um, from your vault, like people in vault suits. And you can also run into the, their corpses and stuff, too. Oh. Like, nobody really makes it out well except for Butch. Right. Who uh, becomes a companion if you're neutral enough. <laughs> yeah. um, you can join him and the fun thing about butch is that he's a barber so you can talk to him whenever you want to get a haircut <laughs> uh, which is like yeah. I, I never thought i'd want to just have that with me all the time but here we are uh, <laughs> um, but this, this is kind of a wet part like it's kind of nice like we, we talk about the going back to the origin point being a fun part in games mm-hmm. um there's just not enough to this yeah like it's literally just choose of the three options and all of them are <laughs> trivial to do yeah it, and it's also pretty shitty because you can never go back in um, I yeah. did. I did this. I did this quest, and I solved it by passing a speech check with the overseer because it was overseer. Overseer, uh, uh, what's his name? Amada's dad still. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I use my science knowledge or medicine knowledge. Like, you probably have like maybe three or four more generations of, uh, you know, biological diversity here before mm-hmm. like you just become the royal family. Um, yeah and it's like yeah like you have to open this up in order to get any kind of genetic diversity um and that convinces him and then he cedes uh his overseer position to amada because he can you know he can't be the 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 leader of this new open society um and then she says i'm sorry but you can never come back because you're too divisive bye 
Yeah, which is supposed to echo. That's the part of it that's supposed to echo Fallout 1 that doesn't really work. Like, yeah. it feels really subtle and just like, why? Like, <laughs> I'm too divisive. Like, it's already an open vault, hmm. you know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, yes. it's kind of lame. Um, is uh, I remember not liking Riley's Rangers. Well, Gary, it, uh, <laughs> Riley's Rangers is uh, it's another go go to a place and kill a bunch of things uh, kind of quest. The reason that you remember not liking it is because it takes you into downtown and you're primarily just fighting a bunch of super mutants. Ah, yes. yes. A duet of pleasures. <laughs> uh, so this is the first quest that we've done that takes us to Underworld um, to oh, start. Oh, yeah. Uh, you you found out about this place, uh, you know, from probably a couple different sources. But uh, this is uh, a place where ghouls have kind of uh, set up their own city underneath the Natural History Museum. Um, it's really on the nose. Like they, they <laughs> found the 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 undead afterlife exhibit with a giant skull in front of it, and it was like, okay, like well, yes, we're kind of offended by this stereotype, but <laughs> we're gonna lean into it. We're gonna reclaim it. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. We're ta- yeah. we're taking it back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not not at the end of Fallout Three, but just well anyway. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is pretty cool. I like this city a lot. Uh, not just because it's a bunch of Argonians talking to you, but um, you know, it just ghouls are fun. I like yeah. ghouls, <laughs> especially ghouls. the like the sane ones, um, even the ones who were you know have memories from going way back before the war. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, down here in the clinic, there's uh, there's a woman in uh, in uh, this combat armor who is in a coma. And uh, you talk to the doctor like, okay, she seems kind of important. And I pass a speech check to get the doctor to wake her up. It's like, no, we have to leave her down. I'm like, come on. It's like, all right. <laughs> you don't do anything for fun? You never just take one of these bad boys for a spin? <laughs> Buddy, they won't even let me fuck it. <laughs> you never take one of these bad boys for a spin. <laughs> i didn't mean that to be as sexual as like it sounded i, I didn't think of that as, like the beginning of kill bill i just thought like, taking one of these comatose people for a spin i didn't consider it to be molesty but, but here we are yep no that's uh, that's where we're at as a people yeah. <laughs> but no you wake her up and you find mm-hmm. out that she was on this mission. She's Riley of Riley's Rangers, this uh, this legendary mercenary squad uh, who was do- doing this uh, mission up at Vernon Square uh, at the top of the Statesman Hotel. And uh, she tried to stealth her way out, but she was knocked out by a super mutant uh, and washed down the river and ended up here. Uh, but her, the rest of her squad, uh, she assumes are dead, but she wants you to go and rescue them from the top of this hotel. Yeah, she fell in the river because she was celebrating uh, because they won a bland off with Lion's Pride. <laughs> so the, uh, they, they won the, the 2077 Blandies Award or whatever. <laughs> yeah, she she slipped because like her muscles couldn't muster up the, the energy or verve to actually keep herself upright. <laughs> yeah, like I barely qualify as an idea. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> oh gosh you can see me in the dictionary next to anemic <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you can take a uh, you can take a tour uh, or a detour over to the the riley's rangers uh hq to get uh, a bunch of ammo and stuff like that and this eventually becomes another another base for you but this mission is really just you're climbing the first going through this uh this hospital that has a bunch of gas leaks in it um and then uh kind of cl- climbing across the scaffolding into the into the hotel and then just doing more uh you know running through hallways and upstairs till you get to the roof 
and activate the the elevator with a fission battery to get them down and then just trying to keep as many of them alive as possible but it doesn't really seem to to matter too much Mm -hmm. who you keep alive so stinky and brooklyn and uh brooklyn too they you know they they bite it uh topsy stays which is good but uh but you eventually reunite them and you have access to rally's rangers base and get some of their armor and just fuck their armor's really good yeah like if you just care about it mechanically it's nice to have that mm-hmm. um but yeah it's you know it's just fighting to re in sound town and it's trying to make you care about riley's rangers which like you can't do i mean i don't care about them <laughs> nope um let's talk about something that's pretty cool though um strictly business yeah so you you <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a really immoral thing, but I like the way this quest articulates a lot. This is one of the more mechanically satisfying quests in the game, I think. Um, even though you're being a shithead, mm-hmm. uh, you know, during it's one of the worst things you can do to another person. Um, if you try to uh, get into Paradise Falls, like I could get into because I had my shithead reputation. Mm-hmm. If you can't, um, he wants you to do one of the things you can do is do a quest for him. Um, and the quest is strictly business where he gives you something called the Mesmotron. Uh, which is a stun weapon that just kind of dazes people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, these are, you know, we're slavers. We enslave people. Um, there are four people who we've always wanted to get. If you can get them, get these four people, you're in our good graces and you'll have access to this like really pretty good city and, and you know, merchants and stuff. So essentially he just gives you this, this hit list. And the cool thing is, is that with the exception of a couple of them, like two of them are in really civilized places. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really sneaky about how you do it. Um, so uh, Arkansas, who is the sniper from Minefield, mm-hmm. um, you have to do this. You have to do this to him, um, which is easy because there's nobody around. Yeah. And uh, what happens? You zap somebody with this thing. Um, they get kind of woozy. You can talk to them and you can say, "Hey, uh, let me hold all your stuff. You look tired. Take all their things." And then you put a slave collar on them and just say, "Hey, you're gonna blow up if you don't get to Paradise Falls." <laughs> and then they just they just run off and then that's it. Oh, so you Shanghai them. Uh, you Shanghai them. Yeah, you're, you're Shanghaian people with exploding necklaces. Um, you uh, have to do this to Red, who is one of the the big town people who is in the the jail mm-hmm. in the basement of. Uh, so I you I failed that quest. Oh. So like you can't like these are somehow mutually exclusive. Uh, big trouble in big town. Yeah. And this, yeah, I yeah. can see that without without ever getting it. I just you know just just failed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know she's easy because she's just in a basement full of super mutants and they don't care. You know if you can sneak in like. They don't care if you're in slavery, yeah. you know, or any more than, but, uh, the other person. So one of the people is a lady from, uh, Tenpenny Tower, which is, you know, Tenpenny Tower is fairly populous and like mm-hmm. it becomes this kind of tricky and I'm not, I'm trying to be these people who's just like, man, I love being a, an asshole at games. Like I love, like there's a really <laughs> gross follow three posts. Somebody put on our Slack about like Ugh. some guy role playing as, as, as a, a predator and stuff. And that's gross. But like it, even, you know, think of it as like a Hitman game, mm-hmm. you know, like it's the same kind of like I had to watch this person's patterns and routines and stuff mm-hmm. and find time to get them alone, um, which is just like really satisfying. Yeah. Um, and then same thing with uh, you have to do this to uh, to Flack, who is part of the uh, gun merchant in Rivet City. Yeah. And Rivet City is the most popular population dense place in the in the uh, capital wasteland. So it's really tricky to find times when he's alone. Like he lives with with uh, Shrapnel, his his partner and you know, partner. Uh, business partner, yeah, yeah, partner and partner. Um, so finding times where he's alone is really difficult. Like, um, so this was, this was really fun. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is really tricky and cool and sneaky and a couple like last minute escapes and like clutch stealth boy uses and the like, <laughs> um, essentially just to, to, you know, do the worst thing you can possibly do to a person. Yeah. Um, 
which, you know, again, if I'm playing Butcher Pete, I'm, I'm a bad person, but um, <laughs> it opens up, um, you get to keep the Mesmotron, which is uh, actually kind of handy. Yeah, uh, I just got this off that guy's corpse. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, it, it's, it can be kind of handy. Like, it stuns people so they stay still. Um, it can also send them into a frenzy, mm-hmm. which berserks them and they can shoot, you know, their companions. Um, and then also you can just continuously do this for caps. Like, if you just send in randos, you'll always get paid for them. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's not too much to it. It just it presented interesting gameplay situations. There's not really lore or anything to it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but so I dug it. I dug it. It's it's pretty fun to do. Yeah, so your history's greatest monster. I dig it, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, it, you ain't seen nothing yet. The, <laughs> it's a lot, of, a lot of slave shit I'm going to do. So <laughs> I th- I, I'd, I'd argue head of state is worse. Yep. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh, um, yeah. Strictly business. Business. That's uh, that's one of the the only one of these quests I've never done. I think. Yeah, like you have to commit to playing an asshole, which like is hard in video games. I don't find it that hard in this one because I don't care about any of the people in it. Yeah, you know. So it's yeah. Uh, so let's move on to stealing independence. Again, you are working uh, to uh, preserve things for preservation's sake, and you are uh, kind of uh, you become a contract player for uh, for Abraham Washington in the Capital Preservation Society in Rivet City. Um, and this is one of my favorite character beats in the game. I will add Abraham and Washington. One of my favorite Kinks albums. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I, I will add Abraham Washington to, uh, to to that list of seven. So let's bump it up to eight. I like his performance and I like his lines because you can pump him for historical information. But because mm-hmm. it's been 200 years and because the record is kind of wiped out, he uh, has all kinds of inaccuracies in what he tells you, such as Paul Revere saying the national anthem and the Declaration <laughs> of Independence was taken to King George the Third via plane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he just he he says it just just completely straight faced like this is his version of history and honestly Gary that's magical right that's really funny <laughs> yeah. that's real good but uh, this 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 whole quest is very much uh, oh you're loving this aren't you Cole yeah <laughs> kind of thing because I like American history a lot and you have to go um, to the uh, the National Archives to recover the, uh, the 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 original draft of the Declaration of Independence, right? So mm-hmm. you're you're straight up national treasuring this shit. Yeah. 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 Um and so you go you go in here and again, more you're loving this, there's a trivia terminal um with questions that get you a prize voucher for different flavors of mentats. So that's just oh, great. Yeah. I was trying to remember where the different, I knew the different flavors of Mentats appeared in this game, but I was trying to remember where, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, it's here. Yeah, so, so. I chose grape, because I like grape-flavored things. It's mm-hmm. cool. Um, they have different stat effects. Yes. Like, they, yeah, they do different things, so, and these will these will become canonical in mm. later games, too. Neat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, here in the rotunda, you actually meet another person. He Abraham talks about uh, this other person that he sent, but he hasn't heard from her in a while. This is Sydney, uh, who you need to kind of defend from a couple of different waves of uh, super mutants as they as they come in. And mm-hmm. it's funny because she says, "Oh, there's always a second wave," so it's a little bit of a uh, um, you know, like, "Oh, haha, this is a video game." Waves of enemies, blah. Uh, but uh, you take them out and you decide to uh, team up with her or just kill her to take her sweet, sweet uh, submachine gun. Um, but I team up with her because that's cool. Um, and this is a quest that it can either be a very large dungeon or it can be just like a super short hallway, depending on what your skills are. Mm-hmm. 
because if you save Sydney and keep her alive, at least for the beginning, she helps you activate this elevator in the rotunda, like straight down to the to the utility tunnels. Um, but uh, uh, otherwise, you have to find a different way around there. Um, and then if you have a high enough science and repair, you can just open up the doors. So I skipped most of this dungeon and I got right to the really cool part, because once you get down into the into the underground, you're hearing this uh, uh, person over a loudspeaker, this person with an old timey accent who is talking about how, you know, they'll they'll never take our freedom, you know, trying to rally his uh, his robot troops against you in Sydney. And uh, when you get there, you find out that this is Button Gwinnett, who... Yeah, uh, the, the most popular of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Yes. who I, I knew about, not just because of the uh, the, the, the radio lab was, that they did about that, but just, oh, you know. I, I thought you were going to say the, the Mr. Show sketch with the where they're, they're creating the, the flag. Oh, yeah. And Button Gwinnett is great in that. <laughs> I forgot about that one, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, Button Gwinnett is actually just a Protectron who is wearing a wig. Yeah. Uh, who <laughs> He was programmed with Button Gwinnett's uh, uh, personality uh, because he's a tour guide. <laughs> He's a tour guide and janitor, and off to the side of his chamber, there's a whole room uh, with empty uh, empty pods with all the other founders. So these are protectrons that are just dressed up in really flimsy mm-hmm. uh, costumes to uh, you know to to show people around. But he has gone rogue, and he falls right back into we're under siege, and he's trying to protect the declaration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this either turns into a, a combat encounter uh, where you take him out or you can do what I did, which is use a speech check to convince him that you're Thomas Jefferson, which, which is pretty, pretty great. Yeah, like, that's pretty fun. <laughs> and so I tell him to stand down and he uh, calls off his goons um, and you can actually like he just powers down and you can take the wig, which I end up wearing because it gives you really good uh, uh, social skill boosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives you boost to charisma and speech and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's swank. Oh yeah, for sure. I like, I love getting the, getting the vats, like, you know, glory shots of mm-hmm. my character with his, with his swank ass wig. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, this is uh this is a fun quest. And this is one of like the few moments outside of just the, oh, destroyed beauty. Here are all these monuments that you recognize that are in shambles where they really kind of take advantage of the fact that this is the nation's capital. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often in the yeah. game. This is, this is a good one. There's also like there's some other different ways this can articulate. I have very vague memories of mm-hmm. like there's a way to give like a fake declaration of independence mm. to uh, to to Washington. Which I like because, like, how is he gonna know? You know, like, uh, like, which I always like that as a, uh, as a, you know, a, an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and and can you? And this is just my. I didn't play this this time. Is there a way to activate the other founding fathers? No, no, I tried. Okay. Um, their pods are empty. So button, uh, you know, this Z tier founding father, uh, yeah. the second signer of the Declaration of Independence, and he's all salty. He calls John Hancock a show off. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I in my mind, I, I'm sure I just imagine this now that it's impossible. I just imagine all the founding fathers like <laughs> clanking around and bumping into each other and stuff as robots, and and that's an you know, it's not actually in the game, but I love it. So. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, so you take the declaration back, and your big reward for this is a schematic for the railway launcher, which is tremendous. I love yeah, that's a great weapon. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's a uh, shoot spears and and you know bolts people to the wall, mm-hmm. which is super good. Yeah. Um, the kind of dark half of this this quest line of of dealing with that thing deals with Lincoln, um, which is the head of state quest. Um, 
where you uh, there's a couple different ways you can run into this this quest. Um, I did it by just wandering to the Lincoln Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you head up there and you run into a uh, a slaver um, there who's like, hey, there are some people who are escaped slaves who are out there. They've been hiding out. Can you find out where they're at? And I say, okay. Um, or no, it's it's uh, yeah, the guy's name is Leroy Walker. Is the person you're talking to. Uh, or first he wants you to find, he says, hey, escaped slaves are using artifacts from Abraham Lincoln to, like, drudge up rebellion. So yeah. can you go into the History Museum and pick up artifacts of Lincoln? I'll pay you for them. Mm-hmm. So I so I do it. Um, you know, which is, there's not too that much to that, but that's where you get your Lincoln action figure, uh, which is fun. And then you <laughs> get uh, just, like, Lincoln's hat, things like that. Lincoln's, then, uh, Lincoln's repeater is uh, really good. Yeah, Lincoln's repeater, which is a, which is a super good gun um, there. Um, and then at some point he's like, Hey, we're going to go actually round up those slaves. What do you think? Um, <laughs> so you can, at this point, there's kind of an interesting, you know, thing that you can do is, uh, you can either just go, you know, find where the slavers are and report. Um, they're in a place called the temple of the union, which is just a, a big house where there are these anti-slave, um, kind of crusaders living and, and working and stuff. And, uh, if you're a good guy, though, you can actually tell the slavers that the slaves are an old only. Um, old only is one of the few we haven't really talked about these, and we're not going to talk about them that much. But there are a couple of like very deathclaw intense areas on the map. There's here, and then there's the deathclaw sanctuary. Yeah, who named that? Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it's stuff that's like it's mostly the northeastern side of the map that's really uh, deathclawy. Uh, I mean, there are deathclaws there, but old only is like north central, mm. and the deathclaw sanctuary is southwest. Oh, okay. Um, or like Midwest. So the um, the the two big concentrations are are, are there. Um, and old only is cool anyway um, because you uh, uh, that's where you get the prototype medic power armor, um, which isn't a quest, but I want a chance to talk about it because it's an armor that talks like a drill sergeant and gives you morphine whenever combat starts. <laughs> like just like stay on your feet, soldier. It's like medics used, medics used, addicted, medics used. I'm like what the fuck. <laughs> um, the, the, First one's free. It's it's one of my favorite like details in this game, um, but uh, so you can you can send the slavers to Deathclaw Central if you want to fuck them over. But if you're me, you go with them to go kill all the uh, the slaves, <laughs> um, the escaped slaves. And they say they just want to know where they're at because they can't trust you to kill them. And then they said that they couldn't trust you for that. Mm. So they really did want to kill them. If you want a piece, you can go go do that. But there's not too much to it. Like it ends, it's like a dungeon crawl for collecting Lincoln artifacts, and then just do you want to be the worst person in the world to be a slaver, and and literally like betray this trust like when you get into um the temple of the union you have to like swear an oath to never reveal the location to slavers and they're like hey we've made a a choice like it's the wasteland but we made a conscious choice to trust people rather than not and then you had to betray that in order to uh to be an asshole so this is like i never i never felt bad while playing this but this is probably the closest i felt to feeling bad Mm -hmm. now playing this because it's pretty shitty yeah there's a there's a good way to resolve this too, right? Where you turn the Lincoln Memorial back over to the slaves and make it. Yeah, uh, make if, if it you kill haven. the slavers, well, yeah. that's when you if you send the slavers to uh, Old Olney. Yeah. Um, or if you just kill them, they'll mm-hmm. grab the Lincoln Memorial back. Okay. Um, that's what I, yeah, that's what I remember doing way back when. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about you know it's about uh, Lincoln and slaves. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. And the runaway the <laughs> runaway slaves will actually go back and kill the slavers as well if you don't send the slavers to old only. Okay. So you can uh say like hey I know where there are some slavers let's go and they'll kind of join you in a fight. Hmm. And that's another way you can take back the memorial. I'm fine with this. Yeah. It's <laughs> fine. It just ends up being like another it's a it's very combat heavy. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot else to it other yeah. than collecting some kind of fun shit. Yeah. So 
Well, I mean, it sends you to the repeater, which is good. That's a yeah, great yeah, way to use that um, Magnum ammo. Yeah, you get you get a good gun, you get a fun Lincoln toy, <laughs> you get a cool hat. Um, but then it's encouraging you to sell those things. Yeah, you know, so like it's just, it's up to you. Like if you just go there and be like, "Hey, take all my Lincoln shit," you'll lose things that maybe you want. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to move on to talking about Oasis. Gary? Let's talk about Oasis. Yeah. Which I uh, remember liking, but I didn't revisit for this playthrough. Uh, Oasis is really great. Um, okay. I remember this really sticking out because it's a change of scenery, right? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> for a very good reason, too, which is when you're traveling in the north of the map, you can find this uh, tiny little mountain pass. It's super easy to miss um, that uh, kind of has some greenery around it, which you don't really see. Um, and when you go up this uh, this narrow pathway, you're greeted by this guy who's dressed up like a druid. This is Tree Father Birch, um, who uh, leads Oasis, right? Um, and he wants you uh, to come in with him. You, you're the first outsider who's been invited in because he's got this living, speaking god tree at the center of it that mm -hmm. is uh, <laughs> that is uh, uh, you know protecting the sanctuary, right? Mm -hmm. So you go in and everybody is uh, dressed up like druids and such, and uh, you you uh, um, undergo the ritual of purification, drinking some sap in the name of his frondescence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, when you wake up from your from your sap coma, uh, you're greeted by an old friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, it's a, it's it got to have Harold if you're going to have a Fallout game. <laughs> Yeah, and so this is this is Harold. So you'll remember from Fallout One and Two, uh, this is a ghoul mutant kind of guy who, in Fallout One, had uh, he was he was kind of mutated, but he had like uh, some vines and like like a little sprout coming out of his skull. In Two, he was. Uh, you know, the, 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 the plant growing out of him was a little bit bigger, but in the intervening, you know, 130 years uh, here, uh, he was kind of locked in place. Bob, the, the, the name of the, uh, the plant or the name that he has given Herb, which is the actual name of the plant, um, has gotten bigger than him and started planting roots and is kind of spreading his seed pods. And he's real embarrassed about this process, too. Like you ask mm -hmm. him, like, hey, how is this happening? And um, I was like, oh, it's super gross. But like, I'm just basically jizzing all over the countryside. <laughs> <laughs> and he sees all like where, wherever he wherever a piece of him is, he can, you know, see and sense stuff. So that's how he he, he caught you coming. Right. Mm hmm. But the problem is, uh, he's been living forever because he's got this ghoul, you know, kind of thing. But this is hell. Uh, he's yeah. imprisoned inside this tree. And, he, you know, this is actually like uh, completely twisted his, his being. And he wants you to kill him um, uh, by going to find his heart that uh, that Bob slash Herb has, you know, probably moved somewhere down. I feel tiny things crawling all over it. But, uh, you know, definitely don't set me on fire. Please don't do that. Yeah. Um, if you do that, you get one of the biggest uh, negative karma hits in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Setting this this poor friendly man on fire. Um, uh, but uh, but yes, he's feeling rather spread out lately. And uh, there's a little bit of a uh, like a choice here that you can make. Um, Tree Father Birch wants you to keep him alive because he's been telling these people all along, please kill me. And they take it as some kind of like uh, cone 
uh, koan or, or whatever. I'm like, oh, yes, wisdom from the from the great god tree. Like, no, fucking kill me, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you get an unguent uh, to rub on the heart to make sure he lives forever. Or there's somebody else um, who wants you to rub this liniment on the heart to make him spread. Uh, so you can kind of share this uh, this bounty with the rest of the wasteland. And so kind of the way that I went about doing this was to uh, was to go into the caves, which, you know, it's just combat dungeon with some Meyer lurks. Not really that bad. There's a little bit of swimming that you have to do um, and to just kill Harold because he wants mm. to die. Uh, this is super weird to <laughs> to uh, regreenify the wasteland on the back of this one dude. Mm -hmm. um and there are other ways i'm working on another way to do it so yes i kill him and eventually they come to accept it like yes they they, they see the error of their ways and keeping him alive but uh you leave this forested place the splash of green the first one that you've really seen outside of your ui <laughs> um mm -hmm. and uh go back out into the wasteland yeah this is one of the ones that they uh is one of the things that three dog will talk about before you actually do anything well, it's like, like a myth right yeah, he he'll gives a, he gives a couple hints of quest, which mm -hmm. I think is cool, and I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that, just at least to give him more variety. But yeah, I remember liking it a lot. I uh, you know not just, and I wonder how much for me if it would have just been because like I like Harold. Yep. You know, um, but it's kind of an interesting ending for him. Like uh, he didn't he didn't have the tree in the first one. He hmm. just has a little bit of it in the second one, so it's, it hasn't always been part of him. Hmm. You know, it's like something that was added uh, to to Harold. Okay there um so like him literally turning into a tree was not like the only ending for for <laughs> his character like he's inevitably going to be a tree but it is an interesting place to take it and like i wouldn't have expected it um so into that mm -hmm. um and just seeing that other like seeing them use some uh some uh, oblivion assets yeah you know <laughs> which is in, what in this there. is yeah for sure but just i remember just even seeing it just being like whoa like it's so different mm -hmm. you know and, and, and being really into it yeah it's a shock yeah which is, which is appealing. Yeah. Um, rounding out the uh, the home stretch here, um, we're almost done. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got to shoot him in the head, which is a really great quest. Um, in Underworld, you can talk to a guy um, named Mr. Crowley. <laughs> and uh, you talk to Mr. Crowley, and he says, like, hey, you know, you seem to like ghouls, you piece of shit. Like, he's really rude, you know, to you. <laughs> like, you piece of human garbage. Um, <clears throat> and uh, he says, like, you know, hey, there's like, what do you feel about doing some wet work? And you, you know me, I'm in, I'm up for some wet work. <laughs> so he says, like, listen, I've got four names. Um, these are people I want dead. But here's the thing. They're racist against ghouls. You have to shoot them in the head. Like, I, I hate that they believe in this. Like, they think we're zombies. Um, you know, they, they, they believe in that old pre-war myth. Um, find these people, shoot them in the head. So I think, you know, OK. Um, and, and give me their keys. Um, they have keys on them. And I want them as a trophy. So it's a little bit, you know, eh, you know, it's a little bit suspicious, but but you go do it. Um, so you head off to these four different people to do so. And the cool thing is, like, you talk to them, and if you just do it, you can just shoot them. But if you talk to them first and say, like, hey, do you have any idea why Mr. Crowley would want you dead? Mm -hmm. um, you start getting the story. And, like, the thing is, like, none of these people are particularly racist against ghouls except for Tenpenny. And Tenpenny, uh, you know, isn't even... Like he thought Crowley, every all these people thought Crowley was dead. They wish him no specific ill will. <laughs> and three of the people are not racist against him at all. One of them is actually um, one of the guy's sons, um, you know, of, of the person in question. It's he's like he's never even met the guy. So you, you have this dawning realization like, hey, all these people are totally innocent, are not racist. There's something going on with these keys. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you kind of get the story in talking to the people of finding that all four of these people, along with a couple other people, were hired by uh, Tempeh to do a job hmm. at some point back in the past. And they left uh, Crowley to die um, yeah. while while doing this. So it wasn't because of racism or anything like that. It's just what happened. Yeah. Um, so they, they all thought he was dead. Um, eventually, you get all the keys from everybody. You get a reward, you know, if you do a headshot more so than otherwise. Mm -hmm. And uh, you give him the keys and he says, well, our business is done and starts leaving. Um, so the idea is you follow him. Uh, this mechanically is a nightmare uh, <laughs> because it's following some, like walking somewhere on foot in Fallout 3 through yeah. the DC, wait, you know, through DC. Uh, and you can't, I couldn't figure out a way to fast travel it through here. I ended up using the console to see the end of the quest. Mm. On this one, because I fast traveled and he must have died on the way or something. No. Because after you turn in the keys, that's the end of the quest, but it's not the whole story. Um, because the thing that they, you know, the the keys they all had, they all had keys as like pre-war military compound that has the the best power armor in the game. Hmm. Um, so when you get there, um, if you do it the proper way, if you follow um, uh, Crowley there. Um, he says like, "Hey, you know that you can't have this. Like this is this is mine. I earned it." And he's, you know, he's not wrong. Like he did this job back in the past, and like, if by by the agreement of the Tung Teen or what have you, like he's, he's the last person who's alive. Like he should have it. Um, so you have to kind of kill him for it or steal it in advance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cool, it's a good story that happens in here, and it's a cool little twist. Like it's someone being too duplicitous, which doesn't happen very often. In right. a game where people just kind of state their morality out loud. <laughs> you know, like, no slavers are secretly good guys. Right. They're all just like, we're slavers. That's what we do. You know, here's somebody who's actually trying to trick you. Mm -hmm. And that's what gives us this little bit of uh, complexity to it. Yeah, this is uh, th th this is an interesting plot, which yeah. doesn't happen in these in these quests and pretty much any of them that we've talked about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and then the people you have to go kill, this is what's going to send you to the Republic of Dave um, in the main quest. This is what's going to send you to Dukov, who is set up by the river, like just a fuck shack. Like he's just got, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, Dukov with like just two ladies who just drinks constantly and, and fucks and is just welcoming of anybody who wants to come in and join him. Like he's kind of a likable character for being a shithead. <laughs> um, and then Ted Strayer, which since I was doing the quest, I had the same kind of feeling of like, man, I have to get this guy alone. Um, in order to murder him in the head. And it was really difficult. Um, I ended yeah. up waiting for him to take a walk and he went like took the air and went out on deck hmm. um, and was able to shoot him from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, mechanically fun in that part. The walking, you know, walking Crowley to the, the military base because it's clear on the other side of the map. <sighs> like it's it's a really long walk through a lot of downtown. Yeah. Of like keeping this guy alive and 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 the escort missions don't work in this game. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's really, it's cool to get the most powerful power armor in the game, and it's cool that it has this cool backstory behind it. Yeah, is this the uh, the like the the T one five B like for, yes. from uh, uh, one right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a uh, there's a couple little like side things like you can actually um, abort the quest if uh, if you tell Alistair Tenpenny about it, he'll be like, well, double the money, you know, that he's paying <laughs> you, and you can do it that way as well. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. This is the I, I I never got to the uh, I, I realized I never finished this quest because I did all the uh, the assassinations. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to follow him like he just gets up and leaves and it seems like it's just part of that's what he does when he's done, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, if you follow him, it tells the kind of the rest of the story.
Uh, so let's talk about some random locations, specifically uh, uh, vaults, right? Yes. Yeah, we gotta discuss, we're, we're in the home stretch here. <laughs> we got a couple. Actually, before we get to vaults, mm-hmm. um, there's a quest I forgot to disseminate, and just okay. so nobody calls us out. Um, the Nuka Cola Challenge. Um, oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a town where you run into this lady named Sierra uh, Petrovia, or Petrovita, who has a Nuka Cola museum. Which mm-hmm. is pretty charming, and uh, wants you to go collect a bunch of Nuka Cola Quantum for her. So it's just a collection quest. Yeah. Um, but if you do so, she gives you the recipe for the Nuka Grenade, which is a really powerful weapon. Oh yeah. Um, and then if the other thing you can do is her neighbor has been has been trying to get with her. So if you give him the Nuka Cola, he'll give it to her to impress her. Hmm. Um, I remember that being kind of rapey, but it's really not. Like yeah. he just wants to impress her. Like I just remember it having being gross when I was young, but it's. Mm-hmm. When I did it again. It's not that gross. Yeah. Um, but he and the the way it articulates is kind of funny. Where like he's trying to come on to her <laughs> and talk to you about it, and you know nobody understands what he means. Yeah. Like there's a part where he's just like, yeah, I'd like to get some time with her, and you're like, I don't know what you mean. He's like, I'd want to plow her bean field, <laughs> <laughs> which is like like a very like super, evocative, super yeah, very creepy, nose. but really evocative, <laughs> yeah, very evocative like <laughs> phrase for that. Plow her bean field. Want to fuck her pussy? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And this is if you want to give up all your Nuka Cola quantums because it's a useful chem. Yeah. And but her little, she gives you a little tour of the Nuka Cola museum, which is <laughs> yep. charming. Yeah, it's really I like cute. That. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's go on to random locations. Yes. Uh, so Vault 106. This is great. I yeah, love... Yeah, I gave you the good vault, so... <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. You know I was going to talk about it anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> we both have stuff to say. But uh, so Vault 106, um, it's... In a lot of ways, it's a pretty standard vault. You go there, there's some good loot. Uh, however, this is a horror game section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because all the walls are really rusty and pretty much right up at the front you have uh, um, a terminal uh, f- with uh, with notes from the overseer telling everybody just ignore the strange smell and taste in the air like don't worry mm-hmm. about it just nothing nothing to concern you but pretty quickly here you find these uh, um, kind of people who are just they're, they're not raiders they're dressed up in vault 106 jumpsuits but they are insane survivors um, and every once in a while you get kind of these flashes of purple as uh, as as you're going through and as you descend um, down into the into the guts of this uh, of the science facility a you get a bobblehead but B you start having these uh, hallucinations of uh vault 101 dwellers and even mr burke shows up mm-hmm. um and in, uh, you can target them and it messes with your vats um as you're trying to uh clear this place out and uh kind of find this one final survivor i'm not quite sure what his story is mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah this is uh kind of playing with your with your senses and perceptions of reality inside this game in a really cool way yeah do you have anything to add about 106 no, I just remember it being the trippy vault. Like I, don't, I, don't, uh, I, I didn't do it this time around because I wanted to be done with Fallout Three, um, and I, you know I wanted to revisit it because I remember liking it. But I just remember it being the one where everybody's going crazy. Like that's the experiment. That's everyone's mm-hmm. being driven insane. Yeah, through gases and stuff. Yeah. Um, so like, good experiment, bro. Like if, if we give people hallucinogenic gases, will they hallucinate? Yes, no. <laughs> vault tech. Um, but. Yeah, sorry, I don't have more to add. I just don't. Uh, we've been recording for a while, so I'm a little bit tired and hungry. Mm-hmm. But then also, I just remember being the the cool trippy vault. I remember yeah. liking it, but not very many specific details. It's also something that I think, and I'm really excited to talk about the DLCs with you next week because I think that, um, or in two weeks, because I think the uh, Point Lookout does something similar but better, or yeah. does something similar in a better way. Yeah, we're we're going to cover the Dunwich building with Point Lookout, right? Um. Yeah. 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 That okay. totally makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And then finally, um, and this is kind of like a, a unfit, like a un- anticlimactic ending is vault 108, which is something that like people have a lot of fond memories of, but mm-hmm. there's really not too much to it. Um, I have a, like a very specific fond memory of, so I'll, I'll always love it where like you go into this vault and uh, you run into a corpse on the ground and it says like Gary 47. <laughs> and I was like, okay, um, you know, Gary 47, that's interesting. Um, and then you go through and you start hearing ambient voices of people going like, Gary, Gary. Um, <laughs> and it, it turns out it's just created like a bunch of like Pokemon clones. Um, it's just like clones of a guy named Gary who can only say Gary. <laughs> Uh, so, and then that, that's it. You fight a bunch of guys named Gary who can just say Gary in different intonations. <laughs> and, Gary! Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then that's it. And it's really great for me because that was my name. I didn't know that was what was going on. Um, so yeah, I really liked that. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> but the, the dungeon itself is really bland yeah, yeah. like almost nothing you know nothing happens in it like any of the vaults like their layouts are really predictable like it's really just like maybe there's some good skin on it yeah it just it, it's it's very clearly uh designed by lego a little bit yeah they're just they're just underground by you know fallout three underground biome number two or whatever yeah like there's just there's just nothing to them i wonder what like because it's not like the underground environments in the earlier ones were that different no. There's something just about traversing as many of them as you do and doing it in first place, first person that makes me notice like how samey they are more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely feels a little bit like uh, uh, when, you, when you're top down, uh, like you, you're kind of more focused on the layout as opposed you, you to... See, you see more of it at a time. Yeah. So it's like, it, you know, you're picking up the entire layout of it right away mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just kind of crawling through it and then getting to the end of it and being like, oh, that's it. <laughs> like it's, there, there's nothing there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and just the fact that most of um, most of the story in the early ones was kind of borne out with text, it really didn't matter that it all kind of looked the same because that wasn't what you were paying attention to in order yeah. to like get the interesting bits. Whereas it was, it was a yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. It, the reason why is because it was a tabletop game. Mm-hmm. It's like a dungeon master reading things to you, and you had to paint the pictures with your mind and kind of make up the difference. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. that's that's uh, most of the most most of the side quests in um, in Fallout Three. Yeah, and if anybody's out, you know, like there are little miscellaneous quests and dumb, you know, go collect uh, scrap for mm-hmm. old Scrappy McGee in, in Megaton. Yeah. You know, like we didn't talk about collecting scrap for Scrappy McGee, but <laughs> those are all the major main main side quests. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I feel comfortable in saying we we caught at least, you know, 80% or 90% yeah. of the side shit you can do. Yeah. In the game. Um, next episode, we're talking about DLCs. Yes, so we're covering all five of them. We have split all of them except for the good one, uh, which we are both going to do, uh, specifically mm-hmm. Point Lookout. Um, and uh, I don't know what order we're going to do them, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it could be, it does, I mean, it doesn't really, matter. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We can, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that's next time. And if you have anything to say about that, you still have time to write in, or if you have anything to say about uh, Fallout in general, mm-hmm. um, you still have time to write in. Um, yeah, boy, I'm, I'm, I've lost steam. I'm <laughs> <No>. out. <laughs> cool. Well, I will pick up and say that uh, uh, after Fallout 3, we are covering Mega Man Legends. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. And then um, Sanitarium, uh, which is yep. available on uh, uh, good old games uh, mm-hmm. for very, uh, it's very cheap, very inexpensive. Um, and then after that, you still have time to vote on our poll game, our winter action adventure poll. Uh, you have four options there. You have God of War, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, Bastion, or, uh, oh gosh, uh, Enslaved. 
Journey to yes. the West. Last uh, last episode, you didn't mention Bastion. I already edited that. Oh, hey. <laughs> yep, I fixed it. You. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that that's all great. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I'd be happy to play any of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know the yeah. usual stuff that you can do to help us out. I, would, I really want to lean on the uh, the reviews. Uh, I know that uh, it, it's a pain to go to iTunes to leave those ratings or reviews, especially if you're not already a person who uses Apple stuff. But I cannot overstate how important that is to help us show up on the front page and rise up in the rankings. Like That is a, a huge way for you to make a difference, along with the Patreon and using the tip jar links and all of that cool stuff we usually talk about. Yeah, especially if you haven't reviewed, you know, if you haven't reviewed us, mm-hmm. like you're listening to this, you've been listening to us for a really long time. You like the show, like, you know, it'd be nice. Yes, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. It would just be nice. It'd be a nice thing to do. Like you're sitting around, you got ten minutes to kill. It'd be nice. You just go for it. Yeah, just go for it. <laughs> hey, no fear. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, uh, you know, and, and and you know, other things at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, uh, blogging it, twittering it. Mm-hmm. All those things are super helpful. But uh, for the most part, what should they watch out for, Cole? Um, they should watch out for fire ants. That works. Yeah. yeah. Just don't do that quest. It sucks. I'm going to get uh, something to drink here because my throat is continuing to feel pretty rough. So, All right. BRB. Sounds good. Give me a mason jar of water for my podcast hydration. <laughs>